Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534 at ACDC and Rock 102. It's back Steve and Dave, and hey, none of us lied to the FBI that I know of. No. Not this week. All right, good. But uh, get your resumes ready for Indeed.com, because there's going to be an opening soon. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's a chance we may talk more about that. I don't know. Really? Maybe. You just never know. Uh, we're also uh, maybe even talking to uh, Sean McDonough today. Oh, definitely talking to Sean McDonough from CBS Sports and um, a fellow inductee of yours into the Massachusetts Broadcasters Hall of Fame coming up, right? Yeah. Sean McDonough, the guy I used to work with over at that other radio station, and he was a big guy down in Hartford years ago. No, 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 Steve. You're thinking of Dick McDonough. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. No, not that guy. Oh, different. different. Guy. I don't even think they're related. I'm not even sure McDonough's his real name, and I'm not even tell you which McDonough I think is faking it. All right. So there's that and other stuff, too. It's 535 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 549 in Dire Straits with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. It's going to be a mix of sun and clouds today. Could see some uh, drizzle throughout the area. High of 60. Tomorrow, rain and a high of 55. It's 47 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aquapump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well, through the pump, and into the house. Hello. Oh, yeah, there you go. Try it now. There, there you go. go. Right. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. This isn't uh, official or anything, but the not always reliable British tabloids say that Will Smith has checked himself into a luxury rehab clinic to get help and, more cynically, save his brand. You know, it's always the brand that suffers first. It is. It's not the children, it's not the spouse, it's not the other loved ones. It's the brand. A source uh, says, quote, the impact of the backlash has hit Will hard, so he will be getting help on dealing with stress. This is unquestionably the battle of his career. It will be a high-end retreat used by the rich and famous, and he will be doing a lot of soul-searching and working out how he can move forward. The Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences is holding a meeting today to decide if they should discipline him or not. So soon? It's only been two weeks. Well, they had to run a formal investigation. They had to talk to people. Had to, you know, it had to be affidavits. Uh, did you see uh, Will Smith uh, slap Chris Rock? Yes. Okay. Next. Did you see Will Smith? You know, and they <laughs> ask everybody who was in attendance there, or everybody who was watching it on TV. All ten million people. Was it ten? Was it only ten million people? I don't know. I'm yeah, just guessing. Think about how many times that clip has gotten viewed. That clip got more views than all of the ratings of all of the Oscars over all of the years it's been in business. Well, I do hope his brand can uh, survive. This I, is this is tragic. Uh, Vanessa Hudgens uh, has been leaning into her paranormal gift lately. She can hear and see ghosts. She also recently had her first experience experience using paranormal equipment, where she spoke to a spirit named Sam. See, where's, where's the proof of this, by the way? Well, I always hear about these stories, but there's never any proof. I was going to say, if you're going to use a, uh, a spirit named Sam, you might not want to use the same name of the... Wasn't it Sam... Uh, wasn't it Patrick Swayze and Ghost? Yeah, and then there's Son of yeah. Sam, too. Right. Does this particular ghost eat green eggs and ham on a boat? Uh, he would not, could not in a house. He would not, could not with a mouse. He would not, not in a boat, could, not in a goat. <laughs> not in a boat and a goat and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah well, she's she says she she spoke to this ghost. But if you're, mm. like I said, you're using, that was like the first ghost movie you thought of. 
What was that guy's? Sam. Nobody will remember that. I don't know, man. I I don't know if he was a. I don't know if Vanessa Hudgens can talk to a Patrick Swayze. It's like when Jan Brady came up with George Glass. She like looked over. And Except at the end of that episode, there was a George there, Glass. Yeah, maybe there is a Sam too. You maybe. never know. Uh, Jennifer Lopez shared her morning routine after she gets out of the shower. And what is it? Before she applies any skincare products, yeah. she reads herself an affirmation card to start the day with positivity. Ugh. Well, that is the unsexiest thing I've ever seen. I would have thought drying off with a towel would be the first thing that she does after the shower. Yeah. No, no wonder A-Rod dumped her. Well. Does she drip dry? I think she dumped I, him. I, I'm kidding. Yeah. I, I'm kidding. <laughs> does she, maybe he doesn't feel so bad about it now, though. She's maybe not. nuts. What, what did you ask, man? Does she drip dry? When she gets out of the shower? She must drip dry. I bet she does. Mm-hmm. Don't be fooled by the uh, bath towels she got. She's just Jenny from the block, right? <laughs> yes. Is that how it works? Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. Uh, maybe she should uh, team up with Vanessa Hudgens to do some uh, spiritual soul searching. She does that daily affirmation thing. You're right. How often do the undead get a positive affirmation in their afterlife? I don't know. How long does that happen for? Do you ever tell a ghost you're good enough and doggone it, people like you? Yeah, I'm I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and you don't need to haunt me anymore. There you go. Yeah. See, that would be, if I were a ghost, those are the kinds of affirmations I'd want to hear. Peacock <laughs> is working Pee. on a new series called The Gentle Art of Swedish Death Cleaning. It's an unscripted show where they help people organize their homes, lives, and relationship as they prepare to die. Hmm. Wow. It's a comedy? I guess so. Sounds hilarious, doesn't it? The uh, There's a destroyed Russian tank in Ukraine with Wolverines spray-painted on the side. It's in reference to Red Dawn, you know, the 1984 movie about Russia attacking the U.S. Pretty, I remember that one. Pretty cool. Yes. Let's embrace Red Dawn again. Who was that in that movie? Bruce Willis? Was Wasn't it, it uh, Sean Connery? Red, you- no, that was The Hunt for Red October. That's what it yes. was. Yeah. Yes, you're right. But I guess I didn't see that movie. Arnold? Was Arnold in it? Red Dawn? Was Day was Ray Don Chong in that? She was in everything back in the, back then. <laughs> Frankie Valley sing the theme song to that. The Dawn. No, uh, Red Dawn, go away. I'm no, no good, good for, for you. you. Yeah. No, it's different. No, I think it was uh, I think it was Helen Reddy that uh, sang the song. Yes, I am Red Dawn. Hear me roar. <laughs> <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly disguised himself as a reporter and asked uh, people how they feel about Machine Gun Kelly, and it went better than he expected. He said, uh, "Quote." Came out here expecting a lot of hate, but it was lots and lots of love. So F you, Internet. Hmm. I'm like, maybe because they probably realized you were Machine Gun Kelly and they weren't going to say anything bad to your face. Yeah. What do you think this is, Facebook? Yeah. That's that's where the hatred comes. Uh, Dolly Parton did an interview with National Geographic where she talked about the beautiful Smoky Mountains. Oh, really? (laughs) You mean... Is that what she's calling them? Yeah, I guess so. And added this warning, quote, We should pay attention. We're mistreating Mother Nature. That's like being ugly to your mama. We need to take better care of the things that God gave us. Who is that? That's uh, Gina Davis. No kidding. Yeah. It's uncanny. <laughs> I thought it was B. Arthur. <laughs> oh, it was close close enough. Gina Davis and B. Arthur. Mm-hmm. I think they had the, uh, the same thing. Uh, some shows just got that big dad energy, meaning they have all the right elements to capture a dad's attention. Your, uh, how about Rust Valley Restorers? 
Does Ooh. that sound like something you'd watch? Yeah, I wouldn't mind. It's a good uh, restoration show. Uh, I need you, to Dave. see some uh, hillbilly nagel hand fishing or magnet fishing. That's yep. what I want to see. We can do that. Yellowstone. I See, here's the thing. I want to watch these shows, but I'm not paying for another subscription right. to another channel. Mm-hmm. Paramount, I believe, is the one that has Yellowstone Correct. on it. Correct. Yeah. God, yeah. I don't need any more. I need new more choices in my life. You're going to make me shell out another uh, 15 bucks a month for another service? Bullshit. Almost as paying as much as you would pay for cable. You might as well. That's Just right. buy cable. <laughs> Natural Hollywood Trash on Rock 102. I am. Are you home? takes place between 6 a.m. and 7 a.m. Just about 6 a.m. on Rock 102. Highs of about 60 today. A little rain subsiding this morning. Then lots of rain tomorrow in the 50s. Sunday looks pretty good with highs about uh, in the low 50s and uh, a mixture of sun and clouds. The weather is brought to you by Adam Quenneville Roofing, Roofing, Siding, Roof Shampoo, and more. Log on to 1-800-NEW-ROOF.NET today. Here's your 102-second sports on Rock 102. Basketball last night, Celtics lost to the Bucks, 127 to 121. Hockey, the Bruins at Tampa Bay tonight at 7. You can hear that one on our sister station, Laser 98.5. And the Springfield Thunderbirds on the road in Syracuse and Hershey this weekend back at the Mass Mutual Center next Wednesday against the Syracuse Crunch. Baseball, the Red Sox-Yankees opening day game today in the Bronx at 1. It was supposed to take place yesterday, but inclement weather forced the postponement to today. Some other interesting activities on opening day around Major League Baseball yesterday. In Kansas City, the Royals beat Cleveland 3-1. to National champs, University of Kansas basketball team on hand. The mayor of Kansas City was on hand. Hall of Famer George Brett was on hand. All to watch Bobby Witt Jr., the best prospect in baseball. He got his first major league hit, a go-ahead double in the eighth inning. And Arizona beat San Diego 4-2 to on a walk-off home run by Seth Beer. Yes, that's how his name is spelled, and he did it on National Beer Day. Happy National Beer Day, everybody. Today is National Beer Day, or as we called it growing up, Father's Day. (laughs) Give me another one. That's it for your 102-second sports. Oh, and by the way, at the Masters, Sung J.M. leads after one round, and some guy named Tiger did pretty well. Bax has the details on that next in his View from the Couch on Rock 102. Attention. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, let me be up front. If my milky and succulent gams were ever in a situation where they would be crushed in a car accident and were in danger of being amputated as a result of my poor driving skills during that vehicular calamity, I would be milking that situation for as long as I could take it. But of course, that's just me. When you're Tiger Woods and you're arguably one of the greatest competitors in the history of golf, then perhaps you are driven by other things. Perhaps you are motivated by having something to prove, whereas I would be motivated to ask my caretaker to fluff up my pillows. Yesterday, as you may know, golf nuts uh, were amazed to see the opening round of the Masters at Augusta. And I'm sure you're also aware that Tiger has chosen to play despite nearly losing his legs in a car accident 14 months ago. Now, for me, I'd still be in traction. But for Tiger, he finished the opening round by going one under par for a final score of 71. Now, you might wonder, is that a decent score? Yes, it is. Let me put it to you this way. I can sometimes manage a 71 on the golf course, and I can do it in as little as nine holes. 
Tiger played the full 18 and didn't exactly look like a guy who was told that they might have to amputate his legs. Instead, he was he looked like a guy who hasn't been off PGA circulation for the last 500 days, whereas I look like a guy who hasn't been in PGA circulation for the last 500 years. The question now is whether or not Tiger can win this thing. Right now, I'm not so sure. Tiger is currently in an eighth-way tie for 10th place, four strokes behind Japan's Sunjay Im, who finished five under par and leads the leaderboard right now. And that was only the first round. So without getting ahead of ourselves, let's try to keep our pants on here. Tiger had a great day, but it needs three more just like it, if not better. And even that might still be hard thing to ask for Tiger. But if yesterday was any, any indication, then perhaps it isn't. Or is it? But hey, it's my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Great grill, great summer. It's only April, but it's never too soon to start looking for grills right now at Rocky's. Your options, the Weber gas grills, the classic charcoal grill, the Weber kettle, the, uh, Weber kettle, the big green egg, and the Traeger wood fire pellet grills. Your grilling destination is at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 609 with back Stephen Dave and Van Halen on Rock 102. A little rain right now. It's going to be subsiding this morning. Highs in the 50s essentially from today right through Sunday. Sunday's going to be the best day, by the way, with a very little chance of rain, sun and clouds. Um, Hey, guess hey, what? Hey, what? Uh, I was just reading through my, uh, my Facebook memories uh, yesterday. Yeah. And uh, the thing came up um, a couple of years ago about... My uh, my kid asking me about cracking her knuckles, mm-hmm. right? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, supposed to be dangerous for you, right? Well, you, you, this this is where I'm going with yeah. this. Yeah. Uh, hey, you ever crack your knuckles, Dad? And I'm like, yeah. And it just instantly brought me back to that time where my mother told me when I was like eight years old, "Don't crack your knuckles. You're gonna have truck driver hands." <laughs> truck is that really that, literally, that literally is, what she said? That it, was what her. That's thing. an actual diagnosis of truck driver hands. Yeah, yeah. she she was making uh, you know in order for me <laughs> to not do something she didn't like, she uh, f- scared me into believing that uh, my hands are gonna turn into some sort of mutant alien hands, like a truck driver's right, hands. Right, right like, now there's all sorts of truck drivers on 91 and Mass Pike. Oh, Look, looking at looking their, at their, like, looking at their knuckles. Like, what are you talking about? What's wrong with my hands? My back is killing me from driving a truck every day, but my hands are fine. But it kind of brought up an interesting topic. What was something that you were told when you were a child that oh, yeah. wasn't true? Oh, yeah. Crossing your eyes when I, you know, you made that kind of cross-eyes look there. Yeah. Yeah. Your eyes will stay that way. Mm-hmm. It was if, but a, a, a gust of wind has to come mm-hmm. to knock them uh, that way. Okay. They, it, crossing your eyes alone. Wasn't doing it, but if a big wind came, right? And you can't predict big wind. Wait, like was that, that part of the warning you got? Yeah, it was like a, a, like a second phase. Wow. Yeah, like you could cross your eyes. Well, indoors. Well, but, was- if you were, but if you were ever outside and crossed your eyes, and a big Wait. gust of wind come came around, you'd be cockeyed for the rest of your life. Wait a minute. Now that would seem to diminish the warning from your folks because. You know, there would have to be more things happening in order for you to suffer from a, an affliction. I think my parents were very much, uh, you know, there's a time and a place for certain things. Gotcha. And uh, being outside in a, in a windstorm uh, and crossing your eyes was not the time or place <laughs> okay. to be crossing your eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it's one of those, uh, the cro- eye crossing thing, that was in One Crazy Summer with the twins. Remember the twins? Uh, I don't remember that scene. They did but- their face, and then the girl slapped them both on the back, and their faces stuck in that position. Right. 
That well, was a true story, wasn't it? I think so. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, I think you're right about that. The thing I, I remember my parents saying that was absolutely not uh, true at all. They said that uh, if I didn't take uh, my classwork or my studies seriously, I'd never get into a college. Yeah. And uh, I proved them wrong. Right. You got uh, into yeah. a pretty damn good college. Marquette grad. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. I didn't, uh, And I didn't study during college either. Still got the degree after five and a half years. Same as me. Uh, my mom warned me about sucking my thumb when I was a kid, and my teeth were going to be horribly disfigured if you, I kept sure it up. it was just the thumb? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't anything else? No. Mm-hmm. No. Not that I, not, again, not that I'm admitting on the air. I was told, uh, like, if I wouldn't eat my vegetables when I was a kid, yep. right? Uh, my my parents made up this fake character called Petey Porkchild. <laughs> what? Wait, who? Petey Porkchild. Petey Porkchild. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> it was like the 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 representation of the of the poor child mm. who right. lived under a highway overpass in Suckasunna, New Jersey. Okay, and. Uh, <laughs> You think Petey Poorchild would be uh, turning his vegetables away with all the food that he doesn't get? I think you should be eating those and be thankful for that. Well, if the vegetables tasted like what's on your plate, yeah. chances are he, he even he would push it away. Wait, 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 rewind, rewind a second there. What was that town in New Jersey? Suckasunna. <laughs> I thought that you said Suckasunder, New Jersey. No, it's Suckasunna. Suck it's a real town? It's a Sunna. It's it's a real town in wow. New Jersey. It's, a, it's an old Indian name. Isn't that where yeah, Jerry they, Sandusky grew up? Yeah, he's like a zana. Yeah. Um, I remember the conversations of, you know, there are starving children in uh, in India. Yeah. Uh, so if you don't eat your food, sure. keep in mind, there are starving children in India. And yeah. I just never really understood the logic behind that statement. I mean, if they wow. were really hungry, then why are you wasting your time giving this food to me? Sure. And that was before Sally Struthers came along and fixed everything once and yeah, for all. Sally so, Struthers was was still yeah. on the, all in the family in those right. first uh, few exactly. uh, you know seasons. But it's like, well, you know, listen, if if they're starving over there, mm-hmm. and why are you selfishly wasting this food on on your child? Yep. You know, you could you could take this the, this plate of lima beans and mm-hmm. pop it in the mail. Probably be there in just a couple of days, mm-hmm. uh, still uh, there before it gets rancid. I was also told that if you swallow a piece of bubble gum, it'll stay in your stomach for ninety nine years. Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah, I right. heard that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anything else? You got anything else that uh, well, there, there, there was the, uh, the the tongue on the frozen pole from Christmas Story, but that was true. I think basically that right? is true. Yeah. That is, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen somebody do that before. <laughs> have you really? Yeah. And and did you have to get like the boiling water out there and pour it over the guy's tongue? Uh, it wasn't a flagpole. Okay. It was like a it was like a railing. Mm-hmm. And yes, they did have to get the janitor yeah. to come out with mm. uh, some with hot some water, steam. I think he had like <laughs> yeah. a steaming thing or something that would uh, heat the pipe uh-huh. on the one side so that because wow. they didn't do it right on your tongue right they have to heat the pipe up okay. in order for him to pull the tongue yep. out. now in this particular situation was this a uh, young child a uh, triple dog dared into doing it i don't know how that happened i just remember it happening i remember uh, there was this big commotion on the playground i didn't even see it happen i just remember the kid he must have been dared at some point mm-hmm. to to do this thing but he stuck his tongue on the it was a very frigid day, but right. you know, upstate New York, they don't care. Sure. Here, they cancel school when it's too cold. Oh, yeah. You know, you go up to upstate New York, they're like, oh, it's 10 below. It's like summer out there. Let's go. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. You know, and you'd <laughs> go out and play on the playground. There's only two feet of snow on the ground. And this kid uh, this kid stuck his tongue to the thing. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a real problem. And it's not as it doesn't end as well as it did for the kid on the Christmas story. Well, it didn't end well for him either. No, but I, th- like, I he, think like I mean, is is they they tied his tongue in a tourniquet for crying out loud, and then yeah. when he came became an adult, he became an adult uh, film actor. 
Oh, he did, didn't he? Yeah, that dude did become an adult film actor. Yeah. Is, that, is the character Fleck? Is that was that was the Fleck? Key? Fleck. Fleck. Yeah. Does he get his tongue stuck to a pole in the adult film movies? Uh, <laughs> I, I have not seen his work. The, the women can't work the pole in the frozen tundra. They just no. don't do that. Yeah, I don't know. They got to be warm. I just I just think it's interesting that uh, people make things up in order to scare children mm-hmm. so they don't have to deal with the <laughs> real explanation mm-hmm. of what's going on. Well, did you ever see uh, the show Arrested Development? Yes. Yeah, uh, no. I Jason never Bateman. You've never seen it. I've. I couldn't. Oh God, I couldn't dude, do it. You yeah. have to watch the show. There's a. There's a character. It's the Bluth family, right? The Bluth family. Yeah. There's a character in there that has been hired by the uh, the patriarch of the family, mm-hmm. George Bluth, to teach his children lessons. And it's this guy with a fake arm. And whenever there's like some sort of co- you know something going on, the guy pulls his arm out in an accent and says, "And that's why you don't you know, you always look both ways before you cross the street." Mm-hmm. And that's you know it's like hundreds of times this this guy shows up in these children's lives, and they know it's coming. They know right. at some point mm-hmm. his arm's going to come off, and he's going to start waving the uh, the uh, the uh, prosthetic arm yep. in front of their in front of their faces. Uh, I'll have to watch that show. How long has it been on out for? <laughs> it's been out for a long time, it's but it's off, such a great show. Off the air for maybe 10, ten years already. Now. Well, here you go, Dave. Uh, what's your uh, What's your thing that you were told when you were a kid that turned out to not be true? Well, I told you already. The sucking no, of the thumb. But what's I'm it? starting the phones. This is oh, what I'm doing. Oh, hey. 293-1021. Hey. We'll get you right in here to well, the studio well, no, and wait. we'll talk about it. No, no. Steve, it's impossible because we have just covered all... Of the potential warnings. I don't think so. Every single one. I think this is going to be the biggest story of the day here. (laughs) (laughs) We could do better than that. It's uh, (laughs) 618 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Yes. And Pearl Jam on Rock 102. A little rain going on right now. It's going to subside this morning. And uh, pretty good today and pretty good Sunday. Tomorrow it's going to be rainy as well. We're talking about warnings that our parents gave us when we were kids going to the phones. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, uh, this is Mike. How you doing? Good. What's, What's up? up? Hey, uh, at my house, there always was a bear outside at nap time. I don't know where this bear went when nap time was over, but my mother didn't seem to care. After nap time, she threw us outside again. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Good morning. Uh, my name's Dan. Uh, listen, how about when your mother told you that you couldn't go swimming? After eating for 20 minutes. That's right. Yeah, oh. Mine was 45. Uh, <laughs> Your mom was a yeah, liar. Well, <laughs> uh, they are, because I fed my fish and they swim fine. There you go. I, yeah, got, I got to high school and they're like, you know, it takes eight hours for the food to go through your system, right? So it really, you're not really <laughs> digesting it within 20 to yeah, 45 minutes. But you're not going to ruin your whole beach day. I, I, I got the opposite. My mom chucked me right in the water as soon as lunch was done. She didn't want to look at me anymore. She wanted to take care of me. <laughs> Yeah, fish food. <laughs> there you go. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Uh, hi, this is Tom. Hey, Tom. Hey, Tom. How's it going? Decent. You? Uh, all right. I wish it wasn't raining. Anyway, what's in your mind? Um, This might be a little uh, adultish, but masturbating, you might lose your sight. Yes. Mm. yes. Many, uh, let me ask you a question. How many times do you have to dial the phone to get the right call? <laughs> <laughs> Did you even find your phone today? I, I wear bifocals. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Smart. Yeah, I just did it until I needed glasses, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of young adults need glasses. All right. Thanks for the call. All right. Have a good day. Bye. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. Uh, I wanted to share a story about what your parents used to lie to you about. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, 
Dude. Well, uh, my mom used to tell my brother and I that if we sat too close to the TV, we would catch leukemia. <laughs> <laughs> and my brother and I would say, you know, uh, Mom, come on, you know. So anyway, so that's uh, that. She would shoot threaten us with leukemia if we sat too close to the TV. Well, so. well, plus if you're young enough, you're like, what the hell is leukemia? <laughs> Well, you know, it wasn't real. Yeah, that's really what it was. It wasn't like a real fear for us. You know, if she <laughs> said we would have caught, you know, uh, uh, poison ivy, then yeah, we would have probably. <laughs> that's, you know, and, that, and that's worse than leukemia. Yes. Well, look what you started over there, Nagel. Jeez. There you go. I know. You see, I, you know, I was also told that uh, I would never have children because I stand too close to the microwave. Uh-huh. Like that was going to make me infertile somehow when I was older. <laughs> so then when I had children, mm -hmm. I took the placenta to my mother's house and served it up like calamari. And then I said, you see, it wasn't calamari. This is the afterbirth of the babies you said I'd never have. That is the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. It's you a say. true story. There was, a, really? there, there, was a, there was a cooking <laughs> show in England uh -huh. who had this. They, they saved the placenta. Uh -huh. And this is like one of these all natural things. They save the placenta. Yeah. And then they serve it up and they fry it in a pan like calamari. Anyhow, uh, I just lost. A, yeah. I, thank, thank you for helping my intermittent fast today. I'm just setting the tone for the rest of the show. <laughs> there is a, a tale, I don't know if it's a wives' tale or not, about a, a, a couple that named their kid Placenta because they heard that being talked about in the hospital after the birth of the baby. Hey, that's a pretty name. I'm going to name. I don't know if that's true or not. Nah. Supposedly it took place in Philadelphia. <laughs> well, that would make sense. Yeah, that, the, the city of brotherly love, yes. of course. Hey, Today I Learned is brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Today you can learn how Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. And now it's time for Today I Learned. It takes a lot out of me when I do that. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, today, do you, need, I, do you need to lie down? I think I do need to lie down. The uh, Today, I learned that the world's smallest inhabited island is about the size of a tennis court. It's a it's an island in the Thousand Islands. You know where the Thousand Islands are. Upstate New York. Upstate. Actually, how many islands do you really think there are in the Thousand Islands? 1,403. It's actually 1,892. Ooh, you were so close. I know. Uh, yeah, this is in Alexandria Bay. It is just enough room island. Just enough room island. It's one house, and it's about the size of a tennis court. How many people living in the house? One. One guy? I... You, Okay, this is obviously just one of these gimmicky things. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at this house, and the water is right there. Right, as soon as you walk out the door, you only got about four four to five feet, and then you're in the water. I wouldn't want... What about the water levels? Don't the water levels rise above that Yeah, uh, what are you area? doing during, during a, uh, like a rainstorm? That's what I'd like to know about it. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's a very small little island. Off the uh, the St. Lawrence River, mm -hmm. and uh, beautiful little place, cute. Don't think I'd want to live there though. Hell no, because you got to go grocery shopping every now and then, right? Yeah, he's got to get off the island to go grocery shopping. Well, that's the thing. You got to ferry yourself every time you need supplies. Eh, please. And then you know what? The worst part is you. Let's say you go get McDonald's. You're in your dinghy and you're rowing back out, and you open the bag and you realize they forgot the French fries. Then you got to go back in your dinghy yeah, and go then back do it in the all. dinghy oh, and go God. back the whole thing. Probably Gilligan's fault. Probably. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm really glad we spend time on this. Right. Bit. You have no and idea. that is today. Hello. Thanks, Stephen. Coming up next.
In the news, Rockies expanding straight ahead. GG Inks. It's 633 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. (laughs) Time for news and it's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. The latest on the troubles of Chicopee School Superintendent Lynn A. Clark charges she lied to the FBI. The school committee voting immediately to call for her resignation and almost suspended her salary. But there's a problem with that, apparently. She earns $175,000 annually. Their lawyer strongly recommended they put her on paid leave for now, even though they really wanted to just dock her entirely. Well, I mean, we talked a little bit about this yesterday. This this is contractual jobs. Mm -hmm. These are things that need to, there's procedures that need to be followed. They did this at an emergency school meeting. The school committee meeting wasn't supposed to meet that day, the other day, and this was the resolution that they came up with. Okay, at least for now, we'll put her on paid administrative leave. That's that's kind of how we work yeah, this out. It basically buys them time until the city lawyer can look at this contract with a little bit more uh, specificity and decide, okay, you know, what can we do with this contract? Because that's really what it boils down to. What you know, what can they get away with legally? And the uh, the other piece to this, and one of the one of the school committee members had a point. Uh, I'm not sure who exactly said it, but they're like, listen, if we do this now, we could face a lawsuit, which would cost the city. Mm-hmm. Even more money down the road because yep. even though she might have admitted to lying about it, she still has a due process. Uh, there's a due process that needs to be fulfilled for anybody, no matter what you did. There's still that type that, that all that legal stuff has to be done before you can say, okay, you no longer are an employee here with the city. Yeah, I mean that it, that that's all going to play out, but I think it's eventually going to wind up in the same way. I mean, if you've if you've admitted to something like this, you know that I mean it's a confession, and it's going to wind up. Uh, you know, maybe she did it hoping to get some sort of leniency. I mean, she's yeah. facing five years in prison because of this stuff. Yeah, and like we said yesterday, there's there's a whole lot of other stuff involved here that. I don't think any of us feel entirely comfortable well, mentioning yet because, I mean, there are some salacious issues here mm-hmm. that you know, they, they need to be confirmed. And, yeah. and, and it's I, I think a lot of times, you know, journalists, and I'm not just talking us, I'm talking about, you know, the TV stations, Mass Live, you know, the Reminder, the the Auto Trader, the Penny Saver, uh, you know, what have you. The real journalists. The real journalists yes. out there. Um, even they may be skeptical about yeah. what else you've heard because there needs to be some sort of corroboration and that's the thing we can't just start speculating on rumors and hearsay just because i mean they sound yeah. great they but do. uh but really you know, that's that's it's not that, yeah. that's turtle boy's job yes that's that's what he does <laughs> right. that's, that's what they do there but right. but again you know it, we can't comment on, on those particular issues we can only comment on what's coming out in the news here <laughs> I do feel bad for her son. I think Mm -hmm. out of all the people involved in this whole thing, she told the FBI that it was her son first. Yeah. Threw him right under the bus, huh? Can you imagine what family Thanksgiving reunions are going to be like every year? Could Um, you please pass the gravy? I'm going to guess uh, there may be all kinds of tension over there already. Yeah. Yeah, So that's uh, that's probably. And those reunions may be occurring in jail at some point. They may be having to visit her. Over Thanksgiving dinner in jail. Yeah. 
By, I, by Thanksgiving, maybe. I don't know. No, you I'm know just what? saying at some point in the future, it looks like that's what's going to happen. I kind of don't see her doing any jail time. Really? I think this is going to be one of these things where... You know, mm-hmm. they come to some sort of agreement and she's not allowed to have a cell phone or something. What was the thing they released her on uh, yesterday was no excessive alcohol use. I wonder how that came into play. Or is that just something they tell everybody who gets released on bond? And what is excessive? I mean, what? without defining it, she well, push the limits of that, I assume. Usually in alcohol-related cases, they're like, all right, you can't have any alcohol, right. and we're going to test you every time we come over here. Mm-hmm. When you tell somebody no excessive alcohol, that yeah, means you can drink, but don't get drunk and start sending drunk texts at 3 o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning from a WhatsApp? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's the reason why they're suggesting that that, uh, that happened. Yeah. Because you know, maybe some of these threats could have been motivated by some sort of alcoholic thing. I mean, I'm saying it is. I just know that whenever I've gotten drunk, that's the time I want to start texting people. Yeah. Like, you're not going to believe what I'm doing. Ms. Clark, on paid leave right now, grew up in Chicopee and earned her bachelor's degree from your alma mater, Steve. Oh, she's a local girl done good. Westfield State <laughs> University. Yeah. What a proud moment for Westfield yeah, you know State. What? She went there when it was a college. It was a lot <laughs> rougher back then. She also earned her master's degree from Elms College and took some postgraduate classes, it says, took some postgraduate classes at Framingham State as well. She didn't take a digital editing class, did she? <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> How to cover up your... What's this class you took? How to cover up your tracks. Was, were, were there no majors in cell phone technology and, and etiquette? Yeah, isn't there that whole class about how to murder your husband and get away with it or something like that? Or yeah. it's, it's yes. a TV show, right? Right. Yeah. I just, I, you, the funny thing is, did you read that whole complaint from the, it was the, it was the affidavit from the FBI investigator, yeah. you know, talking about how she would contact them. It's almost like, you're trying to find out what they know about you by saying, this is bad for business. This is bad for the city of Chicopee. And he's like probably sitting there going, uh-huh, keep talking, keep talking. <laughs> yeah, keep talking. What you hold, got? Hold on, slow down a little bit. I'm trying to write all this down. I just don't know how anybody at this point doesn't know that when the FBI starts asking questions, they already know what the answers are. Yes. Yeah, see, that's the, that's the <laughs> yeah. amazing part about it. Because, you know, here is a very well-educated woman. Yeah. Not knowing that, I find that interesting. Better off not to lie at that point. Yeah. It, 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 they don't yeah. like lies. Yes. Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Or hell hath no fury like an FBI agent you just lied That's to. That's right. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> so, guys, there seems to be a rash of car chases and accidents right around the time of our morning radio show. Here's another one that happened yesterday, and as a result, a popular... Breakfast joint is closed this morning. Russ's Luncheonette. Out of business today. They'll be back up and running tomorrow. A car crashed into a street light and a fire hydrant right in front of the building yesterday morning after a car chase took place through two cities here in Western Mass. The incident began around 9:10 yesterday morning at the 1100th block on Carew Street for a report of a stolen car. The driver, 39-year-old Jose Marquez, drove in reverse struck an officer with the car as well as a police cruiser. Mm-hmm. Then he led police on a 70-mile, 75-mile-per-hour chase through Chicopee 
and back into Springfield. Home surveillance video shared to 22 News clearly showing several police cruisers chasing the vehicle on Granby Road, the chase ending when Marquez crashed on Hamburg Street near the Springfield Street Rotary right in front of Russ's, which is closed today. And apparently, according to eyewitnesses, only the fire hydrant and the street light prevented that car from going right through the restaurant. Damn. All right, can I just say this? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's all very interesting, but I'm looking at the Russ's menu. they got something called the uh, smoke bombs. Okay. Uh, a house-made hush puppy stuffed with your choice of either a saucy pulled pork, a blend of smoked portobello mushrooms, Ooh. roasted red peppers, carrots, onions served with our warm southern slaw and horseradish sauce. And, and just uh, we, a whiff of car exhaust from the you, accident that took place out front. I, I hope they're going to be back in uh, yeah. back in action because this place suddenly sounds very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, where is it again? What street is that? Rimmon Avenue. Oh. Russ's. Russ Restaurant? Is Russ's it? Luncheonette, it's called. Oh, Russ- Russ's Luncheonette. Yes. Well, maybe it's different. <laughs> I don't like hush puppies. Not you don't? Say, I don't. I'm not. Uh, I'm not criticizing the food at this place. Right. I just don't particularly care for the hush puppy. I liked hush puppies. That's you put a little uh, put a little maple syrup on there. It's like a fried cake, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 Corn, right. corn in it. Corn. Too. Yeah, it's not. It's the same place. It is okay. Good. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it, it, I gotta say, it looks uh, quite appetizing. Now oh. the meatloaf stacker looks delicious. There, the yeah. hearty meatloaf grilled and stacked on top of homemade bread, mm-hmm. smothered with meatloaf sauce, then loaded with mashed potatoes, another layer of beef gravy, and stacked with Russ's onion rings. Shut up! You know what they got here? <laughs> not what? even on the. Not. I'm looking on their uh, their Facebook. Page. Mm-hmm. They've got the tables that have like the individual jukeboxes oh, still on them. Oh, great. Yeah. Hey, we gotta get, I gotta get over here. Are yes. they the ones that work though? Probably not. Doesn't really matter. But you know, that listen, this sounds like a good old fashioned place. Well, we ought to go, the three of us, and have a breakfast or a lunch there over the weekend or maybe early next week sometime. No, uh, we keep saying we're going to all these places and we, we never do. A yeah. uh, buddy of mine says it's right next to the City Line Cafe. Oh, I know where oh, that is. Oh, I know where that is. Yeah. yeah. That's right up uh, past Bay State. You go up the road past Bay State, right? I guess so. Yeah. And, I, and I would choose uh, Build Me Up Buttercup off of that jukebox, by the way, by that's, the Foundations. That's uh, that's your favorite song? Well, yeah. One of them. One of my favorite throwbacks. Or, <laughs> I'll admit it now, I have a guilty pleasure for, can't believe I'm going to admit it on the radio, Roberta Flax, Where is the Love? Well, that is a beautiful one song. One of my favorites that's, that's with, a, with, with Donny Hathaway. Yeah. See, when I see an old jukebox like that, I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Bill Bill Haley and the Comets, you mm-hmm. know, Rock Around the Clock sure. or something like that. All right. Something to get the, uh, I don't know, but Roberta Flack would be the dinner music that you would have. Well, it depends on if you're having a romantic dinner. Well, if you're yeah. eating East Coast fried clams or the fried tilapia dinner at Russ's, uh, you'd want to be a little mm-hmm. hot. Well, I gotcha. That. All right. What was the song you like? My, the, which one? Uh, the, first, the Build Me a Buttercup or the Where is the Love? Oh, where is the love? Where is the love? With, I was this close with, to playing the closer I get to you. No, 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 no. Roberta Flack and, uh, by the way, Donnie Hathaway, who later, after recording that song, dove off a New York City building to his death. Because, oh. because of the song? Much like I want to do after listening to Roberta Flack. <laughs> I think Bax is about to put you through some torture right now. Oh. Where is the love? Where is the love? Right there. Oh yeah. man, I am in bliss right now. 
<laughs> one last story quickly. I promised it. Rocky's Ace Hardware expanding, purchasing the nine-store handyman Ace Hardware chain in and around Dayton, Ohio. You know what? Even if you didn't get to that story, nobody would have remembered that you teased it to begin with. <laughs> oh, wait, where's that Rocky story he was going to do? Well, except for the for the family, maybe that owns Rockies, yeah. one yeah. of our big sponsors. Well, so. uh, there's Bax's new tagline. Hey, go check out uh, Danny down at the Valspar Paint Center at uh, Rockies in Youngstown. <laughs> Tell him Bax sent you. And you get there, and they're like, hey, Bax sent me. And you're like, who the hell is Bax? <laughs> Some guy from how about... 800 miles away. Oh, uh, I think uh, you're looking for Akron, the Akron store. Hey, good for Rocco Falcone. <laughs> yes. That's expanding his business. Good guy. Congratulations. Coming up next in the Mass Hat, a 17-year-old kid learns something the hard way. You better do that story because I'm going to be upset <laughs> if you don't. <laughs> Straight ahead on Rock 102. This is Dave Miner from Dave Miner Exterior Improvements. Are you tired of feeling the effect? Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 651. With back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Uh, rain going to clear out a little bit today, and then uh, going to see the sun for just a little while, uh, the high of 60, and then uh, rain showers again tonight into tomorrow with a high of 54. It's 47 right now in downtown Springfield. And time oh, for yeah. some stupidity. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. Can I? Can I just interrupt for a second? Yes, you may. Uh, that's a little redundant. What? Getting into stupidity. <laughs> this whole show is nothing but stupidity. Well, that's a I damn mean, good point. Yeah, but I mean, these mass hats are. Even more stupid than we are. So even stupidity more. Yes. Be, yes. Gotcha. Stu- well put. Stupider. <laughs> I went to Westfield Stott Day. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know Lynn, Lynn, by the way, when you were there? Uh, no, no. I heard legends, though. Legends of this party girl. She was a party girl. So... <laughs> Today's mass hat, <laughs> yes. stupider than us, because, you know, you, usually arrests are involved. In this case, sort of an arrest, but maybe more of a warning for a 17-year-old kid. This whole thing starts with a cop in Wichita Falls, Texas, outside a Whataburger fast food joint. Now, I guess we don't have them anywhere near here. I've never no. even been to one. Have you guys been to a Whataburger? No, I have not. No. Mostly in the South. Anyway, this cop was outside the Whataburger and trying to discern how many calories... We're in the honey butter chicken biscuit. The answer, by the way, is 755. Oh, that's not so bad. The lobby was closed. So the cop and his partner walked up to the drive through menu to check. And that's when the problem occurred. They smelled a strong odor of marijuana coming from one of the cars in line. Now, again, this is Wichita Falls, Texas. I guess laws have not mm. caught up with the rest of humanity there yet. So... With the odor of marijuana, uh, they pulled the car over as it was leaving the drive-thru, and a 17-year-old boy was behind the wheel. The cop walked up and asked him clearly, Hey, how much weed you got in your car? At which point the kid held up a joint that was still burning and said, This much! Ah, there you go. (laughs) That's like an admission of guilt, isn't it? I, I think... It turned out he also had a gun under the driver's seat that was unregistered. Uh, mm. See, weed makes you do really, really mm-hmm. stupid things. 
but non-violent things. Right. See, this wasn't anything violent. This was just a. This was a guy just a. Oh, I smoke this much. <laughs> uh, it's not much. It's just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. There was a. There was this uh, comedian I was listening to. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was on Facebook. I, you know, the, the video reels go by. Sure. You don't even know who these comedians are. You mm-hmm. just hear the guy doing the bit. He was talking about the difference between drinking and getting high. Yep. And one of the things, like when I drink, I just want to beat the crap out of everybody. But when I'm I'm high, I'm more rationable, rational and reasonable. And he was talking about how he had to go to his ex-wife's house, who is now dating, uh, like a like a state trooper. Okay. Right. So he goes. Now I went over there high because if I had gone over there drunk, I'd go see that patrol car in the driveway. I'm like, I'm gonna smash the crap out of these windows. You know, do all this mm-hmm. thing. When you're high, you're like. Oh man, he left his interior light on. You got to tell him about that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. It's yeah. a, it's a very non-violent yeah. substance. I know. Uh, but, and uh, this is what happens. It makes you stupid. Though. But in the mm-hmm. state of Texas, it, where it's illegal, yeah, you know, you you can't. You don't have that same kind of freedom you would have here in Massachusetts. No, well, you don't. especially as a seventeen-year-old, and while you're driving a car. Well, as well. there's that too. Yes. Yeah, just a slight problem there. And then there's the unregistered gun too. Well. Yeah, but it's you're in Texas. Texas. You, can get, yeah. you can have a gun, I believe, at the age of 12. Here's yeah. the thing. He'll probably go to jail for the weed in Texas before he ever even gets considered to go to jail <laughs> for the gun under his car. Maybe, but he was charged with unlawful possession of a firearm and possession of less yeah. than two no, ounces. Probably of, a misdemeanor in but, Texas. Yeah, the firearm thing. That's like jaywalking <laughs> in Springfield. <laughs> like, here's your fine. And also the uh, less than two ounces of possession of marijuana as well, so... Facing a little trouble there in Wichita Falls, Texas. Coming up next, the 102-second sports. Tiger Woods. Unbelievable. And we'll get to that next on Rock 102. Everyone has a project. The following takes place between 7 a.m. and 8 a.m. It is 7 a.m. And the weather today, highs in the 50s. In fact, Highs in the 50s pretty much through Sunday. Rain subsiding this morning. More rain tomorrow. Sunday looks pretty good, and the weather is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. Here's your 102-second sports on Rock 102. Starting with the NBA, Celtics losing to the Milwaukee Bucks last night, 127-121. to 121. Bruins on the road to Tampa Bay tonight at 7. You can hear it on our sister station, Laser 98.5. In the AHL, the high-flying Thunderbirds in Syracuse and in Hershey this weekend back at the Mass Mutual Center next Wednesday against the Syracuse Crunch. Baseball, the Opening day for the Red Sox and Yankees in the Bronx today at 1. And in golf at the Masters in Augusta, Georgia, Sung J M shot a 5-under 67 to grab the first-round lead. Tiger Woods playing his first competitive round since his car crash over 500 days ago is four shots back at 1-under 71. There was good Tiger on the sixth hole when he almost had a hole-in-one. shot from tiger hey guys the game's there <laughs> and there was bad tiger when one of his shots landed on the green and then got sucked back off into the fairway this one's going to catch that slope and feet off the green 
That was an F off, by the way, from Tiger Woods that was picked up on the microphone. But nonetheless, a 71 ain't too bad at that point after 500 days away from the game. That's it for your 102-second sports. Coming up next in his view from the couch, NFL tampering with former Pats Brian Flores, Tom Brady, the Miami Dolphins, and more. Details straight ahead on Rock 102. Now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, do you remember this guy named Tom Brady? Apparently used to be a quarterback for the New England Patriots many years ago. Of course, that's all wander under the bridge now since he's no longer here. But once upon a time, Tom Brady used to be a pretty big deal. Although I was never really fully on that bandwagon, I can now say with confidence that Tom Brady is dead to me. You see, there are a gaggle of newly reported rumors out there being claimed by some pretty legitimate sources that Tom Brady's attempt at retiring a few months ago was nothing more than a fraud and that his attempt of pretending to retire was blown up after a series of very curious circumstances involving former Miami Dolphins head coach Brian Flores. So what gives? Well, if you can recall, soon after Tom Brady allegedly announced that he was retiring from football on February 22nd, there were some outlying indicators that he might wind up playing for the Miami Dolphins instead. However, on that very same day, Brian Flores filed a lawsuit against the Miami Dolphins in which he accused the team's owner of, owners of attempting to pay him out to throw football games uh, so they're, they're up their standings in the draft. The lawsuit also contends that the ownership asked him to secretly recruit another active quarterback playing under an existing contract for another team. Flores refused to do so, and so he was fired. That mystery quarterback was allegedly Tom Brady. The plan was that Brady would retire, get reinstated, and then play for Miami. That plan fell apart the very moment that Brian Flores filed that suit, at which point Brady came out of retirement and re-signed with the Buccaneers. Either way, it suggests that the Dolphins were tampering with players under contract and that the NFL hates that kind of thing. And any of it is true, then the Dolphins got a lot of explaining to do, and so would Tom Brady, because I have to tell you, allegations of tampering and fraud are a little bit more serious than deflating footballs. But hey, never my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Clark and Kensington is the house brand paint at Rocky's Ace Hardware. Paint and primer all in one. Does it actually work? You bet it does. It saves a lot of time and money. Got a painting project? Get Clark and Kensington today. The house brand paint at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 710 and Pink Floyd with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Uh, rain tapering off this morning and skies becoming uh, partly to mostly Sunday this afternoon. An isolated shower or two is possible, a uh, high of 61. And then tomorrow, rainy, 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 and a high of 51. It is uh, Flavin in downtown Springfield. Nice. Uh, by the way, speaking of Pink Floyd, they released uh, a new song in honor of Ukraine with some of the proceeds going to Ukraine. And we'll hear some of that in... Now hear this later this hour. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Hey, I just want to remind everybody, uh, later on this morning, we'll be talking to uh, Sean McDonough, who is uh, at the Masters this week. And uh, I don't mean to, to toot my own horn, but uh, he is uh, one of my Masters of Broadcasting Hall of Fame classmates. Oh, he was, uh, he was the... Uh the afternoon guy on WDRC years ago, back in the 60s. No, Everybody no, loved no. him. You're thinking of Dick McDonough. Oh, that guy. That guy. That's that's the right one, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. No, Sean McDonough uh, has been 
great basketball, golf, football. I mean, he's good at everything. And, of course, the son of legendary Boston Globe writer Will McDonough. Well, he too. was also uh, the play-by-play guy before Don Orsillo for the Red Sox mm-hmm. for years. Ooh. Yes. How about that? There you go. So Sean McDonough live from the Masters later in the 8 o'clock hour. All right. Good. Is he going to yell in the middle of Tiger Woods' swing? He's not a yeller. No, he's he's like he's like a like a very calming yes. presence. Mm, he's yes. actually got a good voice for golf. He does. So we'll talk to him a later little on. bit more of a pulse than say like a Jim Nance, ah, who I, I find to be pulseless. Yes, and maybe not as much of a personality as say David Faraday. I don't even know who that is. Uh, I don't. Uh, nope. He's a, a golf guy who's a little bit a uh, little bit more rambunctious. Yes, than oh, say. Oh. Then say like Jim Nance, who needs to be defibrillated after every event. You would, right. you would like Faraday. He's he's uh, he's funny and and loud. I've lost interest in the golf talk. What, what else <laughs> we got here? What's going on? Well, how about how about a how about a nice round of Am I the A hole? There you go. Uh, That's you something go. right there up Nagel's alley. Yeah. There we go. Yep. So a woman taken to that Reddit subreddit page in search of some advice. Apparently, they're going to have a kid. And the husband wants to name the kid after the beloved grandpa who just passed away. Grandpa's name, Theodore. Okay. This is a problem because their last name is Bundy. So they worry about Theodore Bundy. Ted Bundy would be the name of their kid. Mm. One of America's most famous serial killers, of course, executed, executed back in 1989 after confessing to 30 murders. Now, the woman writing that... Her husband sees no valid association between their last name and the name Theodore. Basically, all of Reddit took the woman's side here. One commenter writing, I have a friend who has a very similar name to another well-known serial killer, and he has to wind up basically apologizing for his name wherever he goes. I'm a very, very big believer that you never want to name your kid Something that's going to get them beat up. But you never know. Like, you could name them something that then takes a twist in the news and becomes yeah. a name that could get and, you beat up. And there's nothing you can do about that. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, that's. I mean, I, I knew a kid in uh, grade school. His name was Michael Jackson. Now, he was uh, born long before Michael Jackson was actually Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. So his parents, you know, uh, and he had to deal with their son, Michael Jackson. <laughs> Forever, mm-hmm. for I mean, this is what he had to deal with, right? Uh, you know, including uh, the bad parts about Michael Jackson. You know, back then, yeah, everybody thought, uh, you know, he and his brothers Tito and Marlon, you know, would have saved the day. Who's bad? Nevertheless, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you don't uh, don't put your kids in a position where they have to they have to justify what you did when you named them. That's a, that's a, especially since you know everyone knows who Ted Bundy is. Mm-hmm. It's like dating a guy named Joel Rifkin. You know, the whole city's talking about this monster, Joel Rifkin. And uh, my friend's dating a Joel Rifkin. <laughs> but you like your Joel Rif- Rifkin, don't you? Right. Well, yeah, I just wish he had a different name. Mm-hmm. Well, ask him to change it. Well, you can't ask a person to change their name. Well, why not? Would you change yours? If someone asked me li- nicely, I'm Claude Seinfeld. <laughs> see? There yeah. you go. Much better. Much better. Uh, did you ever see the uh, TV show Happy Endings, by the way? 
No. Great mm. comedy. I mean, great comedy that was buried in like a horrible time slot at like 10 o'clock at night on the networks for like three or four years and then went bye-bye. But check it out on like, I think it's Netflix, maybe Hulu, I'm not sure. Right. Happy Endings. Anyway, a bunch of single and married friends in Chicago and one of the single girls having a hard time finding dates. You know, that's one of those old sitcom kind of things. And so she's dating a guy named Doug Hitler. And... She's having a real hard time with it. Did you ever see uh, Hill Street Blues? Yes. There was a character of Vic Hitler, the uh, mm-hmm. narcoleptic comic. Yes. He was a stand-up comic, mm-hmm. and he was very, very funny. But the problem is, uh, one, his last name was legitimately Hitler, and then two, he would sometimes fall asleep on stage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are usually uh, uh, a comedy killer. Yeah, bad combo. Either one. Mm-hmm. And it'd be like the, last, the kind of last name that I would think... You'd probably want to consider changing to yeah. like I don't know uh, Rommels or Goebbels or something like that. That sure. would might be a, a like a softer approach. Well, and um, in this case, it would be the combination of the first name and the last name, Ted and Bundy. Yeah, it would be a problem. That's a mistake. I would I would do uh, do everything I could in my power. I'll just to Nick, change that. Call him Bud. Do we like Bud Bundy on uh, Married with Children? There you go. There right. you go. Yeah, that's his nickname. Is Bud. There, was there a middle name chosen? Well, it's funny you mention that, Bax, because some people on Reddit are suggesting just use the grandpa's middle name yeah. as the baby's first name, and then problem solved. But this husband is adamant because he loved his grandpa. Grandpa passed away. He wants the name of the baby to be either Theodore or Theodora because they don't even know if it's a boy or a girl yet. Yeah. He's, I think he's going to lose that one. Yeah, I think so, too. I think he's not going yeah. to I'm gonna on win. his side. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Uh, it shouldn't be one guy, you know, one bad apple spoils a bunch. Right. You know, it should be, uh, they should be allowed to name their kid whatever they want. That's a that's a glass half full kind of approach, Steve. I'm surprised that mm-hmm. you're taking that. But you know what? That's pretty good because, you know, then you could use it to to, to be positive for the future. You know, mm-hmm. you could turn the whole image of Ted Bundy around. Like my kid's a little Mussolini. She's doing just fine. Yeah, she's never had any. Uh, <laughs> never course, had any issues. Her classmates don't know who Mussolini is. So yeah, they haven't gotten that far into the textbook yet. Well, if you want to chime in two nine three one zero two one, or maybe you have a name that's like this, we'd love to hear from you. On Rock one zero two. There you go. This spring, Rock one zero two celebrates an iconic duo, Bacon and Bruce. One zero two with the Doors and back, Steve and Dave. Apparently, Alice Cooper says he was the inspiration for the line. Woke up this morning and got myself a beer. He said that on his syndicated radio show years ago. Could be. Alice had uh, certainly had his influence all over the place back then. Did he play this song eight times a day, too? No, I don't no. believe he did. Hey, uh, real quick, if you missed any part of the uh, the Bax, uh, Steve, and Dave show, uh, check out the daily podcast on rock102.com. It ain't going to cost you nothing. You can listen to it whenever you damn well feel like it. It's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. And also, Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest has been uh, Rory Sullivan Burke, the author of the autobiography, The Light Pours Out of Me, the authorized biography of uh, John McGeoch, used to play with Magazine and Susie and the Banshees and Public Image Limited and many others. Great guitar player uh, who unfortunately died a few years ago from, uh, from alcoholism. And then on Monday, uh, a brand new episode with Will Sargent from Echo and the Bunnymen. He's written uh, the first of three memoirs. That's out now called Buddy Man. It's actually a pretty interesting interview, and that'll be available on Monday on rock102.com. Hey, remember, I think it was yesterday, maybe the day before, we were talking about the U.S. sanctions against Vladimir Putin. Yeah. And some of those sanctions included sanctions against Putin's family and friends. His daughter specifically. His daughter. Did you see the picture of his daughter, by the way? Have you seen what she looks like? No. She's kind of a dead ringer for him. 
if he had like a wig on. She's also, and this is the interesting part, her name is Katarina Tikhanova, and she's a student at Moscow State University. It's kind of like the Westfield State of Moscow, I guess. And here's Their football the, team's not as good, though. <laughs> probably not. Well, unless you're talking about soccer football. I wasn't. The interesting part is, on her resume, she has skills listed, including acrobatic rock and roll dancer. Hmm. Yeah, um, that's odd, okay. Well, right? Um, sure. You know, does is there a uh, is that her major in college, or is that just like an extracurricular type I, of activity? I don't know. I don't know. But hmm. I, you know, I think that's that's quite a departure for a Russian uh, daughter of a president of Russia. But you know, when I was uh, that age, I I'm, I probably wrote down uh, things that I was good at mm-hmm. in an effort to make a resume that were probably not accurate or uh, really a skill. Well, but you wouldn't write down acrobatic rock and roll dancer unless you could prove well, you don't you know could that. Prove it. You don't you don't know that. I uh, there was maybe once a time in my life I was an excellent dancer. There's a picture of Putin's daughter right there. Sure. Yeah, yeah she's as lovely as mm. any other mm. dictator's daughters, mm. but uh, you know, I guess <laughs> you said dictator. <laughs> no, <Yeah. it's> dictator. <laughs> anyway, uh yeah, I mean, uh, sure, she's how old? Uh, like 18, 19 years old? I guess, if she's a student at university. And then, yeah, how she knows what her, her skills are at that age? I, oh. didn't know, I didn't know any of my skills back then. Well, I don't know. Bax, for all you know, she's been practicing acrobatic rock and roll dancing since she was seven. I would like to see video. I did, I, how acrobatic are we talking about? I don't know. Maybe there is video out there. That's a good question. Worth investigating. You get on that. I will. And you I'm, let us know. I'm on it right now. How athletic are we mm-hmm. talking about here how acrobatic are we are we getting to mm-hmm. when she's cutting the rug and is there a pole involved we have news and it's coming up next on rock 102 have you lost the only it's 7 30 with back steve and dave and rock 102 it's time for news and it's brought to you by yankee home improvement this month enjoy april showers and their discount 60 percent off installation log on to yankee home Com. Here's Dave Coombs with the news. Well, Bax, I took up your challenge before we get to all the local headlines here. There are about seven or eight videos of Vladimir Putin's daughter doing some rock and roll acrobatics, and you can check them out on YouTube. Maybe we'll just post that on the Rock 102 Facebook Is page. she a good dancer? Yeah. Is she acrobatic? Yeah. Is she dancing to rock and roll music? I haven't heard it yet. Mm. i just looking at the thumbnails here. Interesting. And she has a young man named... Ivan Klimov as her partner, at least in one of them. And then other guys. I think it looks like she has a number of partners to dance with. So there you go. Speaking of number of partners, what's going on at Chicopee? (laughs) Hey, (laughs) glad you brought that up. Lynn Clark. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Lynn Clark and Mm -hmm. Alvin Morton were partners in... Work, I suppose you could say. Yeah. As yeah. the superintendent and the assistant superintendent of mm-hmm. the school system there in Chicopee, until just recently, of course. Clark was found to have lied to the FBI. And so, as a result, her $175,000 annual salary may be up for grabs at this point. Now, they voted to suspend her, and she'll be paid while under the suspension. But the school committee. Had an eight to three vote on that before they decided 
to suspend her with now, pay. Now, before she loses the pay, mm-hmm. if I were her, I would go out and get as many Boost Mobile minutes as you can because once that income starts not yeah, coming in anymore, you're not going to be able to buy those burner phone minutes. Mm-hmm. I would be on the phone with the with T-Mobile yeah. right away and say, yeah. listen, how can I lower my, uh, lower my uh, data usage? How can I uh, how can I get the best deal? How can I get people to not know it's me? Oh, we have an app for that. I'd like to not lock into a contract, uh, especially one that might be like a five year contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd, I'd like not to do that with my cell phone service. Well, good luck to Ms. Clark, who, like Steve, a graduate of Westfield State University. Yeah, I don't know if uh, Westfield State wants to be known for that. Hey, it's right there in the article, MassLive.com. Just quote Listen, all they did was provide the education. They didn't uh, pro- provide uh, somebody with yeah. the tools to win their crazy antics that you she know, was pulling. Every every uh, college campus in America has uh, graduates who they are not overwhelmingly mm. proud of. I mean, okay, maybe this week, mm. uh, you know, Westfield Stade. Uh, is feeling a little something about uh, Lynn Clark? Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. There's plenty of other uh, famous people that yeah. have come out of there that uh, give them a good name. I mean, you know, like Marquette's had its share of uh, you know questionable people. Oh, wasn't it Harvard had Ted Kaczynski? Harvard did have Ted Kaczynski, and they invited him to the reunion, and then he had to write a letter saying, "I'm sorry, I can't make it this weekend." Yes, and the letter wound up being thirty-seven thousand pages. <laughs> Meantime, In fact, that's what the manifesto was. Yeah. It was just... It's the inv- yeah. <laughs> invite-a-testo. It was a letter of regret. Right. <laughs> One of our nearby neighbors in Longmeadow, a homeowner, is having problems with sewage. So, obviously, it's not just the courthouse that has problems with sewage. This homeowner in Longmeadow apparently saying that the backup in her septic system caused by a tree that's owned by the town of Longmeadow. And then it would be the town's responsibility to take care of it. Bingo. But they're not yet. They're promising to go out and assess the problem that Anna Bikas related to Western Mass News. There's video, by the way, on the Western Mass News website with, our, a, with our favorite reporter, Brissetta Landaverde, covering the story. Does uh, Anna Bikas have a sewage leakus in her bathroom? Sure does. Uh, apparently, the sewage pipe leading from the house was a problem because it was intertwined with the root system from the tree. Well, uh, you ever uh, contact like a like a rotor rooter? That's one of the primary things they do when roots get into the pipes mm-hmm. yeah. in your system. I mean, some of them. You know, I mean, you know, concrete seams mm-hmm. all uh, all strong and stuff. Right. But, yeah, well, that tree cut? root, forget it. Well, according to the report in Mass WesternMassNews.com, uh, the Local sewer and drain company, unnamed, was hired to tear out the carpets, the floors, the closets, because according to the homeowner, quote, when we flushed some toilets, it all just started coming out of the toilet downstairs and into the shower. Lord. Again, it's a problem that the town of Longmeadow probably should be rectifying, but hasn't yet. You know, all those golden sewer pipes they lay in that town, you think gold would hang up a lot longer than... Uh, mm-hmm. you know, gold steel. is a very malleable uh, metal, Steve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You would think so, but uh, it can be, uh, can be bent into shape. Mm. Yeah, it does seem like a very nice home, by the way, if you look at the report on Western Mass News. Well, I'm sure a nice home in Longmeadow? Mm-hmm. What? what are the odds? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, which makes it even worse when there's a huge sewage problem like that in a real nice house. I get uh, people who complain to me who live in Longmeadow, and they're like, uh, yeah, you know, I know you do all that joking about it, but you know where I live? I live on the town line of Enfield. That's no picnic down there. 
Well, life is about choices, isn't it? It is like uh, when you cross that border, it's like it's like when the Berlin Wall came down, what the people of East Germany felt like walking into uh, mm-hmm. West yeah. Germany. Uh, you know, like, wow, look at this. And yet, <laughs> I think you'd be amazed by how many Longmeadow residents are parking their cars in the back of bookends. They probably are. Quite a few. In Holyoke, another problem going on, catalytic converter thefts. One recently took place on the campus of Holyoke Community College. And advice from the authorities, park in well-lit areas or back your car up over a curb, making it harder for someone to get underneath your car and steal the pipes. In addition, you could install security systems on your vehicle. And some of the manufacturers are now coming out with security plates Mm. to put up over the catalytic converter to make it harder to steal. Yes, yes. But what is HCC doing to help uh, prevent these kinds of uh, thefts? Only one of them happened on that campus. All right. Of the many thefts that occurred, just one. (sighs) Okay. At HCC. And by the way, some of the cars more susceptible to the crime include, I find this interesting, so these are the cars that are most often targeted by catalytic converter thieves. Toyota Prius, Mm -hmm. Toyota Tacoma, Mm -hmm. Lexus SUVs, and Honda Accords. Yeah. What's so special about the Toyotas? Do they use more platinum than uh, other people do? I'm going to guess the ease in which it can be removed. Probably. Uh, you know, the thing about this is uh, nobody seems to go after these junkyard owners who, like, you know, they take the stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. If somebody comes into your business with two or three of these catalytic converters and nobody asks any questions, there's something wrong with that. They put in ordinances for pawn shops in Springfield, right. you know, about how many days they have to keep the stuff before it can get sold in order for the police to come. I don't even know what yeah. whatever happened with that, but it, th- th- that was one of the rules they put in so they could figure out, okay, if this thing was stolen from somewhere, right. at least we have surveillance camera, the guy who brought it in here to sell it to the well, I, I, I didn't know a whole lot about the uh, the junkyard industry until I saw this documentary on television not too long ago about this guy named Fred. He owned a, <laughs> he owned a junkyard. Really? Uh, well, he and his son, uh-huh. uh, Lamont. Yes. And, uh, oh, man, the, the, the craziest things they would get into. And his sister-in-law would come over from time to time, uh, and yeah, man, they, they would just like roast each other the entire time. I love a good documentary. Yeah, no, that was a real good documentary, mm-hmm. and you learned uh, quite a lot about the the junkyard industry, uh, Fred and his son. Did, did that documentary have a theme song or anything like that or not? Yeah, actually, it did. Kind of like a like a little uh, jazzy, nice, uh, num- like a like a almost like say, oh, I don't know. Uh, <sighs> like a Quincy Jones type of song. Okay. You know, that, that kind of thing. Yeah, he did a lot of uh, scores for sitcoms and things like that back in the day. Yeah, but this was a documentary. Okay. It was, oh, yeah, it was yeah, all yeah, okay. about real time stuff. Did he and, also and, come clo- uh, close several times to having the, uh, quote, big one yes, heart attack? Yes. And he ev- evoked the name of his late wife, Elizabeth. Right. Hmm. Wow, it's interesting. And you don't recall the name of this documentary? I, I don't recall okay. the name of it. All right. What was Did, his name? Fred. Fred what? Sanford. Okay. Did he have uh, any uh, family members? Living he had there? a son. A son. Yes. Okay. Oh, maybe it was uh, Sanford and Son. Oh, you've seen it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have. Mm. Okay. Uh, several Just times. TSA officers at Boston's Logan International discovering a foot-long blade concealed within a man's cane as he tried to pass through security. You don't see a lot of men in the airport with a foot-long. That's right. The pointed metal blade attached to a wooden handle had been concealed and contained. 
inside an otherwise standard-looking walking cane. Mm. There's pictures of it at MassLive.com if you want to check it out. Was he James Bond? Sounds that way, doesn't it? When questioned by Mass State Police troopers, the man said, I had no idea there was a long blade like that inside my walking cane. Well, maybe he didn't. Maybe he was blind. Mm. Maybe he was uh, somewhat disabled that he, somebody, hey, hold this cane for me. Mm. Bring this through security. I'll grab it from you on the other side. Right. <laughs> uh, the TSA in Boston also in recent weeks found some firearms, a slow cooker filled with $10,000 in cash. And I think we talked about this one, that 10-inch butcher's knife hid inside a baby car seat. What are you going to do with $10,000 in cash on a slow cooker? I don't know. Well, I mean, I wouldn't even, put, I wouldn't even think about putting money in an instant pot. Yeah, I don't want to burn that cash up. No, I don't. I burn that cash up. Just go buy some gas. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> You're right about yeah. that. <laughs> Inspectors in the city of Boston had to shut down an auto repair shop near Logan. Speaking of Logan, part of the shop had been turned into a 20-bed crash pad for flight attendants to use to sleep in between shifts. The East Boston Residential Unit, featuring 10 bunk beds packed into two bedrooms above a mechanic shop, had been illegally constructed. The people sleeping there, all believed to be flight attendants, paying roughly 300 bucks a month. The rooms had no smoke alarms and only one means of exit in case of an emergency. What airline were they working for that they don't provide them hotel rooms? Probably Spirit. Probably. I would imagine that would be the only one that would... Uh, mm -hmm. Right, but, but depending on what's going on in Boston on a particular night, mm -hmm. there may not be rooms for them to stay in. So, you know, sleeping in a garage isn't the worst thing. Yeah, but the airline, I mean, uh, the airlines prearrange that. They have certain hotels that mm -hmm. they say, well, this is like the flight crew hotel, and they block out these rooms for the flight crews coming in and out of the city. But do they? Do the airlines pay? Do they foot the bill for yeah, those accommodations? Yeah, that's That should be part of your travel accommodations. Well, then you're and right. It's got to be a real cheap airline that they're working and for. And I don't know why you would want to go into a place that, you know, had no amenities and you're paying for everyone. Well, month. they probably have a snack machine. No, they must. There was a makeshift kitchen within this particular residence that had been cobbled together. Inspectors also discovering four bathrooms, but all of it installed without permits. There was also an exposed ceiling and an opening in the chimney. Now, what, who wants to live under circumstances? I mean, I understand they're trying to save some money, but, I mean, that's got to be a well, horrible place to live. Boston is one of the most ex expensive yes. places to hang out, live, sleep, anything, eat. Mm -hmm. It's an expensive town. You want to save a few bucks. You go into a garage, maybe you sleep near a puddle of uh, <laughs> your transmission fluid, sure. or you know, you, you you prop up like some old uh, headlights, or you know, something. I mean, it's it's probably not as bad as it sounds. No, it's probably not. It's probably I mean, a very comfortable uh, automotive board. garage. Yeah, that's it. Could Charcu be right. Charcuterie. I, you know what? I would stay at a garage if it had a decent uh, charcuterie. Or like a like a a platter of exotic meats and cheeses. I love exotic meats and cheeses. I love exotic meats and cheeses too. Coming up next, and now hear this: uh, we've got some audio from a Southwest flight recently, and also we've got some Queen, but not the kind of Queen you're thinking of. Stay tuned. It's straight ahead on Rock 102. Are you home? To Springfield's Classic Rock at 751.
and Ozzy. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. Going to be uh, partly to mostly sunny after the rain tapers off here and a high of 59, but tomorrow more rain and a high of 54. It's 47 right now in downtown Springfield. Now hear this. Now hear this. Do you truly hear what I'm saying? Sound off like you got a pair. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. Clip number one. Pink Floyd has new music, guys. Tune is called Hey Hey Rise Up. First new music they produced since the Division Bell back in the early to mid-90s. And this tune features David Gilmore and Nick Mason. Of course, Roger Waters left Pink Floyd and is out on his own now. Mm -hmm. But the remaining members of Pink Floyd teaming up with a Ukrainian singer on lead vocals and proceeds from the sales of this song will help the folks in Ukraine. Here's a little bit of Hey Hey Rise Up. Wow. Could uh, David Gilmore just written a check? <laughs> well, why you you don't think that's any good? I mean, well, I, listen, uh, they're doing a great thing, mm-hmm. uh, but not my cup of tea. Uh, I'm, I've, I've never really been a huge Pink Floyd fan. I I, I, I like Pink Floyd, but right. I, but uh, but that would not be. Yeah, <laughs> the wall. It's not. Yeah, dark side of the moon. That's not. Uh, it's not quite it. I'm with you on that. The Ukrainian singer, by the way, whose name I will not attempt to pronounce. Apparently, he's from a band called Boombox, and even though he's singing in Ukrainian, there he's wearing a New York Yankees baseball cap while he's singing that oh, song in go. the video. How American? Yes. If you don't, if the EU don't meet, you can't have any Putin. How can you have any Putin if the EU don't meet? <laughs> you're, you're right. That's a portion of the song we didn't play. I just played the last 20 seconds. But there were all sorts of sound effects you in there. You didn't have that, end, that yeah. ending to it. Sorry. There's no dark side of Moscow. As a matter of fact, it's, it's all, all dark. dark. <laughs> Uh, you can check out the video. I'll post it on the Rock 102 Facebook page, and maybe, maybe you can pick up some of those sound effects that Pink Floyd likes to use. <laughs> the With- EU can't meet! <laughs> He's moose and squirrel! Mm. Clip number two. Yes. Comes from a TikToker named There. I ruined it. Now, I've played this guy's work before on the show. His latest stunt is to take Freddie Mercury's vocals from Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody and then auto-tuning them along to the score of a famous movie. Here's the result. So, that's the real Freddie Mercury, mm-hmm. and it's the score of a famous movie. Anyone? Bueller? What movie? Anyone? Um, no idea. Uh, in the name of the father. <laughs> the 
That is <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis. Oh sure, you remember you're, that? Right. You're so close, yeah. Steve. <laughs> you're so close. Uh, my left foot. Another Daniel <laughs> Day foot uh, yeah. movie. <laughs> Daniel Day foot movie. Yeah, no, uh, that's actually a John Williams score from. <laughs> Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Ah. That, that's Duel of the Fates. When was there the last go. time we had an In the Name of the Father reference <laughs> on this show? <laughs> Never. Well, that I can recall. Glad I could trigger that. Yeah. Um, so the purpose of this guy doing this is what now? Again, his name is There I Ruined It. He did. <laughs> that's what he does. He takes. Yeah. He, but how much time does it take for him to do this? And how does he monetize these efforts? Well, that just sounds to... like he took two tracks and overlaid them. Yes. Every, and you know, it doesn't sound like it's that hard to do. And if he's auto-tuning it, he can turn yeah. any of those notes into whatever notes he wants. That's mm-hmm. why it, Freddie's voice sounds so goofy. Sure. Probably didn't take him all that long. I mean, you with auto-tune, you could have Freddie Mercury singing uh, you know, War Pigs in no time okay. at all. I'll take up the challenge for next week. Sure. Clip number three. The flight staff and flight crew from a Southwest Airlines flight after a four-hour delay. And, you know, the Southwest flight crew, they like to kind of, like, keep things light, you know, the way they do it. Sure. Here they were over the PA system serenading the passengers on this flight after a four-hour delay finally got underway. If you're happy and you know we clap your hands. If you're happy. Didn't sound like the entire plane was overjoyed there. Maybe just about 12 people. I'd be too busy reaching for the air sickness bag. <laughs> I've uh, I've flown Southwest many, many times mm-hmm. because it's what the working man can afford. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. And uh, and they've done, there, there's been specific flights where they've done this, where they've sang a song. Mm-hmm. They did like that Barney song, the mm-hmm. I love you, you love sure. me. Oh, yeah. kind of thing, and mm-hmm. they changed the lyrics. Uh, Baby Shark, maybe. The best one, though, was when I went to Florida years ago. And as the plane landed, you know how like the plane like slows down like really like kind of hard at yeah. the end. Uh, the flight attendant comes over the speaker and goes, "Whoa, big fella!" <laughs> like he was like pretending he was nice. the horse. He was nice. like, "Very good." You yeah. can hear. Yeah, and he goes, uh, "Whoa, big fella!" Would I was they have, like that was funny. Would, uh, would they have <laughs> said that at the plane had crashed right into the tarmac? No. All right. This well, is, there you go. That's not happy, that funny. This it? was a happy flight. Classic Rock, it's 8-10 and Rush with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Rain tapering off today and uh, sunny with a high of 61. Tomorrow, not so nice. Rainy with a high of 54. It's 45 right now in downtown Springfield. So there's a 30-year-old guy named Tyreek Martin. He lives in New York and he's got an odd hobby. Apparently he likes throwing bottles at unsuspecting people. Oh, that's my favorite pastime. 37-year-old crossing guard in New York in the middle of doing her job earlier this week when she got hit by a flying glass bottle. She's okay, and cops caught up with the guy who was the perpetrator. Again, I said Tyreek Martin. When they asked him why he did it, he said chucking bottles at unsuspecting people is one of his hobbies. All right. You were recently at a Hobby Lobby. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Was there a section for uh, throwing bottles? (laughs) Yeah, I believe uh, it's right when you walk in there. It's the the bottle throwing section, kind of like an end cap type of uh, yeah. you know, like a like a 
like a like a last minute purchase, like a notion. Yeah, and you can uh, they have letters on uh, the outside of the bottles, and you can rearrange mm-hmm. them to spell the word penis if you want to. <laughs> that's, that's good. I wouldn't consider that to be a uh, a hobby so much as uh, an act of aggression. You know, a hobby to me is like. Yeah, like like jigsaw puzzles or uh, decoupage, something like that. Well, this guy said he tries to aim for the faces of people when he throws his bottles, by the way. And he's been arrested at least 70 times for throwing things. In May, he got arrested for hitting a two-year-old boy in a stroller with a suitcase. And... Uh... Luggage tossing was a was a hobby of his as well. He likes to toss things at people and specifically at their faces. What about his cookies? Does he toss those? <laughs> I don't. What I about don't. his salad? Does that get tossed? I don't know. Now that <laughs> that's to me that would be more of a hobby. <clears throat> Tossing salad, sure. Well, if you did it in public, I guess you could get arrested for it. What I find interesting, he's been arrested seventy times. How does he keep getting out of jail? I mean. Well, with these uh, bail reform things, mm-hmm. uh, most people just get a uh, slap on the wrist mm-hmm. and then uh, released the next day. I don't I don't think there's any uh, court that considers bottle throwing to be like a serious crime. Just it's like a you know a small misdemeanor unless then someone's getting like seriously injured coming well, from a bottle coming at you. Little baby getting welted by a suitcase? Well, maybe the two-year-old was asking for it. Did you ever think about that? Yeah, I mean, was this a, like a like a soft duffel or say like a hard-sided case? You ever try to negotiate with a two-year-old? They're like terrorists. They're unreasonable most yeah. of the time. Listen, mm-hmm. I'll give you the goldfish if you come downstairs right now. Like that—that's negotiating with the terrorist, right? Mm-hmm. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I don't want to come down. So, yeah, <sighs> then all of a sudden now. Now you have to, you know, gain leverage and right. all that stuff. Speaking of hobbies, you know what I've been doing lately? What? Painting. Really? Like painting. Seriously? Like painting like art? Pictures or just yeah. really? On canvas. Get out of town. I'm not kidding. Uh, it's one of these things that I do with my kids. Huh. We, uh, it's, a, it's a nice little uh, relaxing uh, yeah. kind of thing to do. I'm horrible at it, but it's a, it's a great activity to, you know, talk about the day with the kids. and Sure. And, is this a paint and sip kind of thing where, you know, while may, they may have Kool-Aid, you're sipping something else in paint. It's more like a paint and edibles type of deal, gotcha. Dave. That's <laughs> kind of how it is. Pa- paint, yeah. and, paint and gummies. Yeah, yeah. paint and gummies. Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's it's very relaxing. Do you, would you like to see one of my paintings? Of that course. I would love to. you got to post, post it on the Rock 102 Facebook page. Uh, so. Yeah, probably. I can do that. It's uh, it's not that great. You got any hobbies like that, Bax, or not? Well, I want to see this uh, painting before I uh, expose uh, what I do in my my free time. Although I do have this meme from Lynn Clark from Chickabee that says, I got 99 problems, but a job ain't one. Yeah, there mm-hmm. you go. a good one. Well, let's see the painting. Oh, uh, yeah. Here you go. Yeah, this is a uh, this is my uh, oh Jesus vomiting like, cow. You're like Bob Ross over there. Wow, wow. No, I'm like Ross, Ross Bob, <laughs> Ross Roberts. You're more like Ross the boss. <laughs> yeah, and you like that? You know, yeah. I, um, yeah. I like Thanks. it. I uh, actually uh, don't mind telling you that uh, I actually find coloring to be very relaxing. You like, know, there's there, a lot of adult coloring. There is like, a, There is. That's a whole new wave now. Whole, I hear it. It's a whole new thing. Yeah. Uh, we got somebody. I don't remember who gave us this. It was a, a great gift. Uh, you know, we had a, uh, some coloring books, adult coloring books. Mm-hmm. Not adult, but, you know, just, I mean, just a little bit more complicated than, you know, the uh, the ones you'd got as a kid. Um, but someone gave us a, a coloring book that's loaded 
with profanity in it. Oh, like that's each, awesome. Each page was like a different profane I've, word. I've seen these, yeah, actually. Yeah. The F word, the S word, the C word, the other C word, the other F word. Oh, they were all in there. <laughs> nice. And and you color, you make these these harsh words into something beautiful. I don't have any, I didn't uh, take pictures like, like Steve did, but uh, yeah, I find that to be very relaxing. We used to take those uh, like Jehovah's Witnesses uh, comic books, you know, the ones that they send out. The Watchtower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, we used to ch- we used to white out all the words and then write in our own captions. Oh, like a Mad Lib. Yeah, yeah. It was very funny. I bet it was. Yeah. I wish I could find some of those. That'd be great. We'll wind up throwing them out. Give me an adjective. You know, yeah. give me a noun. Yeah. Give mm-hmm. me a proper noun. That'd be terrific. That'd we, be good fun. We play Mad Libs a lot in the car. My kids. I bought my kids this like textbook of mad libs it's mm-hmm. probably like the size of a like a like an encyclopedia i went through a phase of that mm-hmm. as a kid you get the mad libs and you just like be laughing hysterically because these yeah. things and then when as an adult you realize these are not as funny as you thought well it gets funnier when your kids start throwing in like dirty words in there mm-hmm. you know yeah that's encouraging for the kids well hey you know i'm always up for a good laugh well, yeah. I'm looking through a list of unusual hobbies here. Now, bottle throwing's not on the list, but tree shaping is. It's a cool hobby, apparently, in which you train living trees mm-hmm. into taking artistic shapes. Okay, I can see that. I you don't know pr- how you train them. Well, by pruning them in a certain way. I guess, they, right? They, you, can, you can kind of manage and manipulate where and how they grow. I guess. There's something called news rating. News rating. This consists of appearing as a bystander in the background of television shows, oh. showing up where they're filming, and and being able to go home and say, "Hey, there I am in the back yeah. of that scene right there." What a news! What a newsmaker you are! Yeah, I did that once. Did you? Mm-hmm. It's like photo bombing, but in a different sense, I guess. Right? Actually, uh, Dave, you would know this guy. You remember Wayne Mahar? Of course, he was the uh, meteorologist up at uh, WSTM in Syracuse, legendary yeah. meteorologist. Who, by the way, yeah. before that was a professional hockey goaltender. Briefly, I knew that mm-hmm. he was. Uh, he's he was like the Brian Lapis of Central New York. And yeah. by, and by yeah. the way, ripped. I mean, this guy was a bodybuilding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You've yeah. seen Brian Lapis's calves? <laughs> so uh, at the uh, young age of, uh, I believe I was 13 or 14, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, I went to uh, the, the New York State Fair where they were broadcasting outside their little broadcast gazebo, kind of mm-hmm. like what Western Mass does. Yep. New Western Mass. Yes. So they're doing the uh, the live weather report, and uh, I'm on TV. I'm in the background, right? So I start doing that whole middle finger like i'm scratching my head thing that's a hilarious gag and then i'm doing the thing where i put my tongue in my cheek oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah doing that yeah, right? yeah and uh we were uh, my friend and i were laughing oh man that was funny and then we you know we heard from some some friends later on going hey man i saw you on tv that was awesome you know and then uh we went to church that sunday morning yes it was probably three or four days later and um as I get up, uh, as, as we're in line for the communion, I get up to the uh, the Eucharistic minister. He wasn't the priest. He was just one of the guys that, you know, handed out the host. Sure. And uh, he's saying it to everybody, uh, body of Christ. And I'm at body of Christ. You know, yep. Person after person. He gets to me and he goes, saw you on TV the other day. And he <laughs> handed me the host. <laughs> nice. Ah, yeah. You talk about that Catholic guilt ripping in, right? Yep. And then uh, so I uh, I eat my bread and I go sit down and I'm freaking out because this guy knows things about me that my dad didn't see. Mm-hmm. 
Now, if this were the day of the age of the internet, my dad probably would have sure. saw that viral video. Of course. But luckily, we didn't have that. All back right, but then. That, but you got your uh, so you got shamed by a lay minister. Yeah, not by the actual priest. No, he was a Eucharistic minister. Right. Yeah. So he's just an average guy who's just handing out hosts. It's not about that though. It's about the fact that uh, at coffee and donut time after church, yep. I was afraid that this guy was going to come up and tell my dad all about my little antics on television. See, I would say that yeah. you'd be in more uh, dire straits yeah. than if it were the priest yeah. that said to you, saw you on TV, body of Christ. Yeah, then he would, that guy would go I, to your old man. They're still messengers of God, all of them. And uh, you don't want them reporting back to you. That's like the hall monitor telling on you. You don't want that to happen. I suppose. But, yeah. uh, you know, he and I, I'm like freaking out and we're we're having the coffee and donuts outside. I can't even eat a donut because I'm so nervous that this guy is going to tell on me. And he comes up to my dad and I'm like, oh, my God, here it goes. And he goes, hey, this boy got more airtime than Wayne Maher the other day. Mm-hmm. Have a great Sunday. And he walks away. Nice. Wow. Yeah, never told on me. So he didn't use it against you. No. And you were an early news raider. I was as, an early news raider. As a hobby. Yeah, okay. that, was, uh, right. that was the thing. That's mm-hmm. how I tried to, uh, That's that was my clout back wow. in the day. Congratulations. Yeah, you've I wonder it. if that's how Sean McDonough got his start. <laughs> We're going to talk to the CBS sportscaster who is covering the Masters this week. He's going to be on with us about 845 this morning. It's 821 now on Rock 102. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news, and here's Dave Coombs. Here's uh, a news item about the Chicopee Superintendent Lynn Clark. She's on a little timeout right now. School committee members so angered about her arrest on charges she lied to the FBI, they voted to immediately call for her resignation, and they almost suspended her salary. But while many were speaking up against her, their lawyers for the Chicopee school system strongly recommending they put her on paid leave for now. So that's what's happened. Well, this is all because uh, she's under contract, mm-hmm. and there's certain rules you got to follow. I get it. Everybody's like, hey, we're still paying this person if she admitted to lying. Right. Don't you worry. At it's, some point, they won't be. There's still a, a due process that needs to be followed, and uh, they would give the formality to anybody right. who was like that. Now, the, the, the issue is, is that she's admitted mm-hmm. to wrongdoing. She's admitted to this. After but- she blamed her kid. Yeah, right, after she blamed her kid. Mm-hmm. Well, no, after she said, I have no idea what's going on. Then she blamed her kid. And then she took responsibility for herself. But nevertheless, you're absolutely right. There is a process uh, in place to figure out what to do. And it will take a little bit of time before she eventually uh, loses that $175,000 a year job. Lion is so nice, I did it twice. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Update on a couple of area businesses. Russ's Luncheonette is closed this morning. Because a car almost crashed right into the popular <clears throat> diner and breakfast spot yesterday morning during our show. This car crashing into a street light and a fire hydrant right in front of the building yesterday. It happened during the 9 o'clock hour. And there was a big car chase involved through two cities. The incident beginning at the 1100th block on Carew Street. For a report of a stolen car, the driver, 39-year-old Jose Marquez, driving in reverse immediately, striking an officer with the car as well as a police cruiser. He then led police on a 75-mile-per-hour chase through Chicopee and then back into Springfield, 
Home surveillance video shared to 22 News showing several police cruisers chasing the vehicle on Granby Road in Chicopee. The chase ended when Marquez crashed on Hamburg Street near the Springfield Street Rotary. Again, right outside of Russ's hmm. luncheonette. We should probably uh, go here and support yes. their uh, their business. Yes. Can't go today. They'll be back up and running tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Well, I could go for a fried meatloaf sandwich. That sounds pretty good. That does sound uh, mighty good. You guys have the menu in front of you? Well, I'm looking at the the menu. That, that may have been a spe- I'm looking at a menu from uh, 2020. Okay. So I don't know if it's, uh, you know, I mean, they, they get the hash, they get the kielbasa. I like that. Mm-hmm. Muffin grilled with butter. Ooh. Yeah. Hey, yeah that sounds good. You got me at the butter. All right. <clears throat> well, maybe we'll make a date to go there. What are you guys doing tomorrow? Anything for breakfast? Uh, I have much better things to do, like sleeping in. I've got emergency surgery scheduled for tomorrow. And we have a show to do. So, Oh, I'm crying out loud. Hey, congrats to Rocky's Ace Hardware. They purchased the nine-store Handyman Ace Hardware chain in and around Dayton, Ohio. Rocky's making the big announcement on the biggest growth spurt since the Springfield-born chain bought eight stores and doubled in size back in 1999. Rocky's now with 47 locations in nine states, Mm -hmm. one of the country's largest family-owned Ace Hardware dealers. Well, I must tell you, uh, Ohio sure could use good people, rock-solid service (laughs) at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Go see Brian down at the Valspar Paint Center at Rocky's Ace Hardware on Route 80 in Youngstown. Steve, I think you know that it's uh, Clark and Kensington and also Benjamin Moore. I thought they had Valspar there. Yeah, they do have that too. Nevertheless, or, or you uh, could see the Paynates expert at the Toledo store of you Rocky's could, Ace Hardware. You, could. you know, now's a good time to start looking at the grills. They've mm-hmm. got uh, any number of grills: your Weber kettles, uh, your big green egg, the Traeger wood fire grill, all get, available right now. I want to get one of those. What, which, the Traeger? which one? The Traeger. See, I keep I got, seeing it. every time I go into Rocky's, I see it. Uh, the, this one down here, yep. and then the one over in Westfield. I I really want that one. That's one of those things. So I've got myself one of those uh, those big green eggs, and yeah. I, and I like it. But I'm kind of with you on that one. Every time I look at a Traeger, yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like looking, it's kind of like going to a car dealership and and seeing like the most fanciest expensive car they got. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, you look at it, and you go, oh my god, my life would be completely transformed if I were able to cook on pellets and download an app. So you can sit your fat ass down on that couch and watch that brisket burn, baby. Yeah, it it it, it lights it. Mm-hmm. It sets the temperature, and it also tells you when it needs more pellets right there from your phone. Nice. Speaking of cars, did you ever cook a meal on the manifold of your car while taking a long trip? No. Yeah, we haven't done that, but we interviewed a guy who wrote a book about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There was a guy years ago who yeah. had uh, under the hood or something yeah. like that. Yeah, just put some stuff in some tin foil and then put it on the manifold of your car underneath the uh, the front. You know, manifold. Isn't that the guy that did uh, Mandy and Copacabana? It's Barry Manilow, I think. Close. Yeah. There is a Ben Folds 5. That's ridiculous. Nah, you're thinking of that. Uh, <laughs> that's a ridiculous suggestion. You're thinking of that band who redid that uh, Blinded by the Light song. No, that's uh, Manfred Mann. Ah, uh, uh, uh. No, no, no. <laughs> you're thinking of the woman that sang Voices Carry with Till Tuesday. It's Amy Mann you're ah, thinking of yeah. there. I think maybe it's the guy who was famous for directing Miami Vice. Maybe that's what we're thinking of. Michael Mann. No, 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 no. You're thinking of Michael Mann. That's him. You're right. I'm confused. Uh, Go on. Ending with the 
locations for all of the Rocky stores. Let's ch- let's quiz you guys here. Most of them, obviously, here in Western Mass and New England. Yep. There are four locations in what southern state? Florida. Yeah, four locations of Rockies in Florida, and one each in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Yeah. And now in Ohio as well. Good for Rocco. Good for him. Hey, the video is out. This would be good viewing over the weekend. The body cam footage from a police shooting at around midnight January 27th showing the complete incident between officers and a suspect in the MGM Springfield Casino parking garage. Mm -hmm. This was the incident in which a suspect uh, fired a flare gun and shot an officer in the hand. He was initially seen dancing outside of the MGM Casino. Not the the police officer. No, no, the suspect. He was dancing in like the lobby area on one of the floors of the Mm -hmm. parking garage there, Mm. and then it escalated from there and ended with him Again, shooting the officer in the hand by using his flare gun. The suspect was then shot by police and taken to Bay State Medical Center with life-threatening injuries. He has since been transferred to a hospital in Boston. But again, the video footage is out now. They've been talking about it for a long time. I've been thinking about getting a flare gun. I don't think you want to screw around with a flare gun. Why not? You just point it up in the air and uh, you make people think that you're in trouble. Are you in trouble? Could be. I will be once they find out that I was lying about it. (laughs) Uh, Best use of a flare gun in the movies, the movie Dead Calm with a naked and luscious Nicole Kidman. Mm -hmm. And Billy Zane is the evil antagonist. Did you see that movie? I think I may have seen that movie. Fantastic. And I won't give away, but the the use of the flare gun, (laughs) very satisfying toward the end of that movie. What does he do with it? I'm not saying. I don't want to ruin the movie. Don't ruin it. I'm not going to watch it. What you... it's a good movie. Eh, it's an old movie. I don't want to watch old movies. Oh, is that, oh you're going to be that way. Yeah, I don't want to watch that. <laughs> you're going to be that way. Well, it's yeah. not like a classic. It's not like, uh, yeah, you got to see this movie because it's so good. It's good. Is it only that one scene that's good, though? No. Or is the whole movie good? I, I told you, Nicole Kidman, a younger Nicole Kidman, n- naked in that movie. Well, I can go on s- Pornhub and see a naked Nicole Kidman never, anytime I want. Never mm-hmm. have to leave the house. Yeah. But that, <laughs> that might be worth leaving the house for. Right. Dead Com's a good movie. I'm just saying. Might want to check it out. On to Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont. Testing positive for COVID-19 yesterday. You're my rotten tomatoes. <laughs> you are how you he judges Phil. how I do film. Like, I, I, look, I had an ex-wife who didn't want to watch old movies. Anything before, like, I don't know, 2002 was old. That's an old movie? Was old to her. Maybe she just didn't want to watch them with you. That's probably right. <laughs> Are you like one of these guys that asks a lot of questions during a movie? <laughs> no, I want to sit back and enjoy the movie, You're not Dex. a movie talker? No, hate that. Are you flatulent during movies? Could, could, it could happen. All right, well, then it maybe that's happen. what it is. Yeah. Ted- <laughs> or maybe she just realized she made a huge mistake. Yes. And the movie thing was just an underlying uh, argument that she was making. I'll accept that. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so Ned Lamont doesn't have flatulence, but he has COVID-19. And he's not experiencing any, any symptoms, according to his communications director. Uh, 68-year-old uh, governor of Connecticut received his second booster shot back on March 31st, but obviously didn't prevent him from getting the COVID. He tested positive in the morning after taking a regularly scheduled <clears throat> rapid self-test. The infection was confirmed with a second test. Lamont, the Democrat from Connecticut, plans to isolate at the governor's residence in Hartford for the next five days. I don't even understand why this is news anymore. I thought, uh, 
you know, why is it a big deal now that somebody gets COVID? Because it's he's like the governor we've of the state. This whole thing, and uh, we're yeah. done with it. We're yeah. moving on. If, you, if it's like a like a I don't know, say like a librarian. I mean, that's an important job, but you know, you wouldn't necessarily report that. If you're the governor of the state. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Hey, you got COVID. I don't remember uh, the Republican coming and interviewing you. I, I got COVID. Nah, well, nobody came and interviewed me about it. Well, anytime they try, I no comment. And by the way, there's a new Frankenstein variant of Omicron to worry about as well now. Two oh, Frankenstein? Yes, that's what they're calling it. Two different versions combining together. And that's a good leaping off point because Sean McDonough, the award-winning CBS sportscaster, waiting in the wings to talk to us about the Masters and more next on Rock 1025 at Back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Sean McDonough is on the line right now. He is live in Augusta, Georgia, covering the Masters. And uh, Sean, I have a big announcement for you. Are you there? I sure am. So, my new partner, Steve Nagel and Mike Baxendale... Bax is being inducted into the Massachusetts Broadcasters Hall of Fame later this year with you. Yeah, same night. Wow. Yeah. You must be old, too, then. I, yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm an old fart like anybody else going into that uh, into that hall. He's, so. al- he's also talentless. Is there a theme going on with there, Sean? I thought you were pretty pretty talented. I didn't know. Apparently, this is the year to put a couple of talentless people in there together. There you go. That's good. Well, I don't want to diminish all of the other people who are <laughs> Well, I'm glad you're going to be there because it turns out I'm going to be looking for people to hang out with. So, good. Yeah, I've been there before. You know, got a couple of years ago, I got asked to um, introduce, to present Dan Burkery, who was the great general manager, president general manager of the old WSBK Channel 38 back, yep. back in the Ask the Manager days, uh, <laughs> who was nice enough to give me the chance to do the Red Sox games 100 years ago, and that uh, was an emotional day. It was also the same day that Jerry Remy went in, so uh, wow. that, that's my one memory of it. And it was a, man, They do a great job, Steve. You know, you, I don't know if you've been to the ceremony before, but uh, you and those who are there to uh, support you for this well-deserved recognition uh, will be very impressed by uh, what a wonderful day it is. What a great job the people who run it do putting it on. Well, thank you. I'll be accepting my award very soon. Hey, you're not the one getting it. It's me. Oh, it's all right. He just, made, he, just he, he made a mistake. He didn't know. He's the first time talking to us. He doesn't know what our voices sound like. It's quite a- oh, it's, I, I identify. I thought you said Steve was the one going. No, no it's it's, but, a, but, it's uh, the back the well, back part someday. of it. But yeah. listen, uh, Sean, I do identify as a douchebag every once in a while. And <laughs> I appreciate that you you know kind of recognize that. Well, there's a phrase that you won't no hear utter, uh, You won't hear Sean McDonough uttering douchebag during the no. mass. Broadcast. Oh, no. You haven't you haven't uttered that since the old Red Sox days with Bob Montgomery and Jerry Remy. So, <laughs> so uh, in fact, I haven't even I've never uttered that word uh, on the air. I've probably called myself that. Relative <laughs> time. So, listen. Do you enjoy working golf tournaments more than say working with Jay Billis in basketball or working Red Sox games or Patriots games or whatever? How, how is it working at the Masters? Oh, it's great. You know, it's a special place. I said on the air the other day during the Par 3 that it's one of those places, if you haven't been there before, you know, you go down there, there's so many people who are there for the first time, walk through the gates, and it's one of the very few places where your ridiculously high expectations are even surpassed. You know, I mean, you walk in, you're like, this is even greater than I thought it was going to be. And, you know, you still have that special feeling. I have that feeling when I walk into Fenway Park, you know, even though it's kind of older and, uh, 
you know, probably in need of replacement at some time, but, you know, it's still special. You realize when you go there, it's special. Um, so kind of like the Carrier Dome, as you know, Dave. Yes. And, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. No, but it is, Augusta is a, a special place. You know, we don't get to do a lot of golf uh, at ESPN. I know we're trying to get more and more golf. We, we have the PGA Championship coming up, but uh, I'm actually en route to Pittsburgh for a, a hockey game tomorrow on ABC, the Penguins and the Washington Capitals as we get ready to start the playoffs wow. and go all the way through the Stanley Cup final. This is a uh, Massachusetts broadcaster, Hall of Fame classmate Sean McDonough on the phone. Um, <laughs> yesterday, obviously, everyone is focused on Tiger Woods. They're not focused on anybody else but Tiger. Guy has uh, you know nearly lost both his legs 14 months ago. Hasn't done a PGA event in over 500 days, and the guy plays well beyond anyone's expectations with it going one under what's the when what was the mood there yesterday when you're when you're watching the leaderboard and you, you're watching him play and he winds up having a day like that is there just nothing but buzz all over augusta when that happens yeah and tiger even talked about that after the round you know i, I think that's one of the things that kind of helps him along is the reception that he gets or when he, no, not just at Augusta, but everywhere he goes. But you know, I think particularly yesterday, because obviously, you know, these are great golf fans who totally understand all of the history, you know, not just the last 14 months, but everything that's come from before. So, you know, I think that'll continue to be important. You know, he talked to uh, in the media afterwards about, uh, don't worry about me because, especially the physical part, because I'll be out there running on adrenaline. Um, and he had a lot of that rolling yesterday but i do think it's going to be harder as the weekend goes along as you said you know he was in a very serious car accident almost uh his right leg in particular was severely damaged and almost lost you know he could have died very easily you know i talked to some friends of mine who were at the accident scene afterwards and they said you know when you see what happened how far the car went etc it's amazing he's alive so um you know but Four days in a row, you know, there's a reason as my friends on the Champions Tour say they usually only play three rounds in their tournament. You know, as you get around 50 and above and he's 46, you know, it's hard to play golf, even if you're healthy four days in a row. It's not a sport that was uh, designed with your back in mind, you know, just, uh, and that is, a, everybody has talked about it, but it's true. It's a very, very hilly golf course. So, you know, I think the, the physical part potentially has a chance to be more of an issue as the weekend goes along, but. You know, he's spent a lot of time working on his stamina during these 14 months, so uh, we'll see what happens. But that'll be among the biggest, if not the biggest, story to follow over the weekend. We're talking to Sean McDonough here on Rock 102, and Bax and I are big golf fans. Steve, not so much, but I'm trying to talk Steve into appreciating golf more vis-a-vis -vis the Waste Management Open out in Arizona where the fans are raucous. Do you think the Masters will ever embrace that kind of fandom? No. <laughs> they, they couldn't even get a woman playing on there like 20 years know, ago. Never, I know, right. never but, mind throwing your, 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 your plastic cups in the greens. I, I mean, I have a question about the broadcasting aspect. When you see Tiger Woods kick a ball and it's going long, <laughs> and he's running around third, and he's almost yeah. to the goal line, what is going through your mind? <laughs> Good job, Steve. <laughs> That's obviously not yeah, the, was, the broadcasting uh, inductee. No, you know, I, I think, you know, it's funny. The, you, know, you talk about the Phoenix Open. Harry Higgs is one of the colorful players on tour. He's yep. a real character. He's great. Um, 
he made a putt on that famous 16th hole there where they have the stadium around the par three and put about 35,000 people in there. And after he made the putt, he kind of like lifted his shirt and flashed the crowd. Yep, yeah, saw it. Uh, and nobody wanted to see that. And uh, our ESPN folks did an interview with him in advance of, of the Masters, talk about a bunch of other stuff. But you know, he said that's the only place on tour where he would have done that. And that's probably the only place uh, that it would it would fly. So yeah. it wouldn't just fly at the, not fly at the Masters. There are a lot of other places where uh, that would be frowned upon. But, uh, Part of what makes the Phoenix Open special, we live close to there, so uh, I get out there a lot. It's a it's a different atmosphere for sure. Although Sean, I don't know if you it's saw fun in its own it way. Is, it is fun. I don't know if you saw yesterday there there was uh, some uh, video going viral about one of the caddies wearing the white jumpsuit at the Masters, channeling they said Harry Higgs because he had the suit unbuttoned like halfway down his chest. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it was Ryan Ryan Palmer's caddy went viral yesterday oh. because of that look. So that's, that's he yeah, should be, he should I be du- that part. Yeah. He should be docked a couple of strokes for being that mm-hmm. disrespectful in right. a nice place like Augusta. Exactly. So I mean, I do want to ask you a question uh, about the broadcast because, as you said, you're off to Pittsburgh right after this. Um, what What's your commitment to the uh, to the Masters? Are you there all weekend long, or are you? Just no, doing a I'm day not or two. There now, yeah, I was there Wednesday for the party gotcha. uh, contest, and then I left. So, um, you know, my we we air the first two rounds. ESPN, uh, we'll have it on there again today. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, part of the tradition has been that we generally basically use the CBS announcers who will be broadcasting on weekend. You know, Scott Van Pelt and yep. uh, Curtis Strange were a part of the coverage yesterday, kind of anchoring it and coming in and out. But for the most part, it's CBS broadcast team so you know my role there has been in the last few years when they've had the par three is to host the par three uh be involved in some of the online stuff and but uh, you know we uh, the espn announcers do not do the actual tournament even though we air the first couple of rounds that said do you have a pick to win it well i picked cam smith before it began you know he had a wild day yesterday i mean shot four under even though he double bogeyed the first hole and the last hole so uh, and he felt like he didn't really hit a bad shot on either one of those holes. You know, that could happen at Augusta. You just get in the wrong place. You know, I think that'll be even more of a key today um, because it's going to be really windy. So the ball's going to wind up in some places where these guys didn't intend to hit it because Mother Nature put it there. And then, you know, you're going to be in the wrong part of the green or short side yourself. So I think there'll be a premium on the short game, particularly today with the wind up. And, you know, I think. Cam Smith has about as good a short game as there is in the world. So, all right, uh, he was my pick. We'll we'll see what happens. And does Tiger make the cut? And if so, where does he finish? Yeah, I think he makes the cut. I mean, he's you know, he put himself in great position uh, after yesterday. Um, you know, uh, I do think there'll be some wild scoring today, though, because if the wind comes up like they predict, there there are going to be some very high scores. So, uh, you know, you can have one bad hole that can turn out to the difference between making the cut and not making it. But, yeah, I, I think he'll make it uh, quite comfortably, in fact. Very good. Sean, uh, great to talk to you. I will see you on September 22nd in Boston uh, on that day. For well, now our, I have uh, no idea who's speaking. I'm afraid to call anybody <laughs> that, by name. Okay. Yeah, no, the, uh, the Hall of Fame caliber broadcaster <laughs> yeah. is the one talking here. Yeah. I don't even know if these guys are going to show up. And uh, speaking to two Hall of Fame broadcasters here on, on this show, uh, neither one of you answered my questions, and I'm very upset about that. <laughs>
I'm not sure which question that was. But we tried to answer all the good ones as much as we could. What? Oh, <laughs> there you go. Oh, one a good one. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, Sean, I hope I didn't ruin our friendship by exposing you to these guys. No, not at all. No, I, I feel even that much better about it. <laughs> right. Well, I'll see you when you get your little award in September, <laughs> Hall of Famer. All right, thank you. Thanks, Sean. <laughs> Sean McDonough with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102.